0: Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by
1: Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: It's that time of the week again—the rugby league rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. Henry, welcome back our fair, uh, our fellow Westie, Mark Goyat. What's going on, buddy? Hello,
0: boys. What's happening this week in the world of rugby league?
1: No, not much. Just trying to get over that um, right-angled leg I saw last night at Sporting Bet Stadium. Poor
0: bugger. Yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't good, was it? I've seen a lot of uh, time entertainment, but... I think that one
2: takes the cake, the poor bugger. I hope he's all right. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. wasn't good. All I can say is he signed a waiver so he knew what he was in for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> oh, you can't <laughs> yeah. laugh about it. <laughs> yeah, mate. It's, it's
1: like sick. It wasn't he's sick, sick mate. He's got his shirt off, too. Mate, to
2: hey, go he got his $100 Sporting Bet voucher. We love SportingBet.com, yeah, so four apps yeah. to them for still giving him the voucher, even though he got buckled, but... What and a mate? shirt and a cap, too, he got. Yeah, great times. Yeah.
0: As kids, did you ever do anything in, at half-time? Did you ever be, like, besides, I suppose, the relays that kids used to do, relays at
1: half-time? Have... We weren't bloody running in the relay. I, ran, you know. I ran in a relay. No, you did Yeah, I did. Under no.
0: 13s, I ran in the relay. Make oh, me I'm sick. I remember Penny Parker about, uh, what, 1976 I or so, it would have
2: been
0: mate. eight. Um, I went on the field to do a uh, catch-a-bomb catch Competition. I think Kevin Dan was putting. The, he was out injured or something with his shoulder injury. He was putting these bombs up before the, um, the ball projectiles go up to put the balls in the air. Yeah. And uh, mate, no, it didn't end well. Straighten, straighten the noggin, bleeding nose. <laughs> um, oh no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, first one. thought here we go. It's up and under. I'm gonna take this easy and just the pressure got the better of me, and that
1: was it. I'm winding yeah, the clock on. back uh, a little bit. We played at. Um, we played a game like an exhibition game at halftime. During an Origin match at the SFS, yep. uh, I was pissing down rain. I think it was a game that, uh, I don't know yeah, whether it Queensland or New South Wales won 2 nil. It was the 2 0 oh, game. Wow. Yeah, it was a terrible yeah. game. Uh, and we got dusted. I think it was a 10 minute game and they scored five tries or something. We got <laughs>
2: been <laughs> our, our old time seeing on the post. Well, it seems like we've all been embarrassed because I anchored the last leg of the Saturday Junior Relay for the Penrith Waratahs, and we ran dead last, so by the time I was running, it was already over.
0: You looked... Yeah, you're it. a spurbishy,
2: Louie. Mate, I, 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 I would have rather <laughs> Man, gone first. Dave Taylor, he thinks he's just <laughs> <laughs> centre-trapped in a front row as well. Mate, there's only one issue, like I said. I, I was the last runner, and uh, by that stage, uh, yeah, we, we were very far behind, so... It was all over Red Rover by the time I got the footy in my hand. So it was a
1: 1995 game. Okay. Yeah. That, okay. On.
0: 95 was my first year in in Western Australia, so mm. um, it wouldn't have been us. It wouldn't. I was an Origin then.
1: So it was that two 0 was it? That game. It was a year. That
0: oh, we, yeah, that we, that was, a year That, that was Fatty uh, um three 0 yeah, yeah, yeah. It was game
1: game one at the Sydney Football Stadium. Yep. And Queensland won two nil. Wayne Wayne Bartram kicked kick the goal.
0: There you go. I, mean, I think that's
1: why one in Melbourne, one in Brisbane. Wow, yeah. one in Melbourne, one in Brisbane. That's right. Great yeah.
0: times. What shivers? There you go. Well, what do you think about the premiership table as it sits with uh, Penrith? I mean, that was a much much needed win last night. It put
1: some four points adrift of some pretty heavy teams. I think you can lock you can lock six in.
0: Yeah, I, I'm you can probably. lock six in.
1: Anyone that's on, I think there's a teams on 26 and there's teams on 22. I think Manly Dogs Panthers are on 26. And on 22, are Rabbits, Roosters, Warriors. You can lock all them in. And then outside of that, it's a bit of lottery. I think you have to lock the Storm in. I think you've got the Storm and
2: the Broncos. I had it written down here. I
1: I, I can't put the Broncos in yet. No, the Broncos,
2: I think, have got the the hardest run home. If you look at all...
1: when you say the hardest run home, the last five, their last five games is like the pool of death. Well, you know what they—they bloody—they led twenty-two nil against the Sharks and got beat, or twenty-four nil, whatever it was, got beat. And then now last night they were thirty-four all with a minute to go. Penrith kick off. They were—they were—they had all the momentum in that match. They dropped the pill and lose that game. So really, they've dropped four potential points. I think they might come back and bite them in the backside. Yeah, well, in um, mind, gee, they've, they've probably got to win five out of eight. They're on twenty points. <laughs> I think 30 points is going to be the cut-off now. I don't think 28 is going to be enough to get you there. Yeah, well, that means, I
0: suppose, you know, you've got Dragons and Tigers, I, I think, are on 20. Parramatta,
2: I think they're doing 20 as well. Yeah,
1: mate. you got Broncos, Storm, Dragons, Tigers, Eels all on 20.
2: So I think out of those, um, mm-hmm. you, you might I have think, to win six. I think the Dragons, uh, when I looked at their draw the other day, have probably got the more favourable out of those. And then you look at Parramatta. Uh, they got six or seven players injured from their first 17 at the start of this year. They've got yeah. Edwards, Mao, uh, you know, Mano, Hopewider. They're missing a lot of troops, Pete. So I think they're kind of going to paddle their way home. I think the Tigers are a little bit similar. They're paddling a little bit at the moment. They look like they have flattened out a bit. But oh, I um, thought
1: the Titans' season ended the other day uh, they yeah. had to beat Canberra well people are talking um, about
2: Newcastle being a mathematical s- chance yeah. but they need to win just no, about every game they got to win every game. game
1: every game they have to win and they, and have, they know,
2: have to fork some sides I'm figuring out with the Titans I think yeah. that was that was do or die who would believe believed the Titans you know
0: what what round was that 16 or 17 that, you know in the first 8 or 9 rounds they were leading the competition and, yeah. mm. and everyone's everyone basically saying how much they're going to win wise yeah. that's amazing competition and uh, mainly, like, yeah mainly. I think they deserve to be where they are and I think the Panthers have been obviously the surprise
1: pack of the year but um, that top eight is, is pretty solid You know, you can attribute it's going to be a big challenge you can attribute the Titans downfall to Aiden Caesar going out for me Like Kelly's not healthy yeah obviously either. but mate I, I think Aiden Caesar he's one of the best halves in the comp and you can see that now because they're, they're rudderless the Titans they're yeah. absolutely rudderless yeah
2: they are yeah well, I think uh, when you sit I, about I, manly, I put a pen through Tiger's eels as well yeah, I've got them. I've got a pen to pen through the Cowboys. They can't win away from home. Well, now, after, after looking at it today,
1: look, they're going to have to win six of eight to get to 30 points. And five of
2: them are away from home, I think. So um, They've
1: got win. the Sharks twice. Uh, they've got some easier games, but they also play Manly, Bulldogs, um, South again. So there's a few toughies in there. But it'll be a very, very interesting eight, um, eight rounds. Anyway, there's so many
2: teams that are in the mix. It's, it's going to be good. Yeah, well, if it on. If we're going to look at those top sides, though, right now, who would you see in the grand final? I think the Eagles, sorry, almost a lock. I think grand final rematch. Yeah. You think the Roosters are um, going to
0: yeah, I think you're right. I think, you know, obviously my heart says the Panthers will be there. Um, I think it's probably a year too early for the Panthers, but uh, look, anything's possible. You know, I. Mm-hmm. I well, once you, know, you get I there. Ireland, Gus, and um, Ivan, and Cleary come to the Panthers. But, you know, everyone talks about this so called five year plan. Well, it was. Um, and they're three years into it. So. Yeah. Um, look, it's some unbelievable depth, as you boys know, in, in the junior ranks. And um, last night, once. Um, Mansell got, you know, went off, and Lewis Brown had to go to the center. And I thought, here we go. There's already already a, a chink in the armor. And then young Peachy, then his Peck, um, which he was five eight, and stuff. He was he was looking pretty good to it five eight. Um, I was I was excited to watch him play there last night. But once he got injured, then they bring young Bryce Cartwright on, who I think handled himself pretty pretty well at five eight. I would have no hesitation in putting Bryce Cartwright at five eight uh, against the Roosters this weekend.
1: Mm. Oh, I think. Last night, like your concern as a coach, like when you get injuries, it's the interchanges. Yeah, like it's it's sort of a big deal. But your you, your worry is firstly that you're putting players on into positions that they don't normally play, and then you, you're thinking, well, if I'm putting him into a position that he doesn't normally play, are we going to be able to post points? And Penrith did that. They still managed to post points, even though uh, they they were blokes falling around all over the place. Like Sikimani was busted as well, and he had to push through it. Adam Docker came back on after he looked like he got KO'd so they had, they had yeah. plenty of guys out there that were busted um, and they just weathered the storm Penrith. if that was a yeah. uh, a really really big win for them last night I, I, I've, got give, I've
0: got to give Jamie Soward a massive rap I think Good. he equaled his most tries just in a game last night with five hmm. um, you know he's he's starting to He's starting to say, well, you know, like a quarterback in in the in gridiron, he's basically saying, I want the ball and give it to me when I want it, and that's something that was lacking from from his play in the last couple of years, and it all goes, you know, along with confidence. But he's, he's, you know, that that ball that try last night uh, that, that, that put it eighteen all right on half time, which yeah. he, he hit that hole like a rocket. Matt um, Moylan if is a, a a future Origin star um, that's that's. In, he got higher credentials than him, I haven't seen him, he's, he's, he's destined for rep footy, and uh, the fact the fact that him, he can play anywhere, and I, and I mean anywhere, in the back line, he's just a freak of a kid, Yeah. and I, I didn't realise he was 23, I thought he was a bit younger than that, um, so it goes to show that there is some late bloomers uh, still in the competition, but I'm glad uh, that Matty Moylan's uh, in, in the Panthers jersey.
1: Well, 100%. Yeah, it's probably a good tick in the box for the uh, reserve grade comp. You've seen a few players now actually come through the reserve grade comp that have um, hung
2: around there for a couple of years that are now p- coming into grade. So yeah, well, he, turned a into a old, he got turned into a fullback. His last 10 games were under 20s. He wasn't getting a run. Uh, they had some injuries. They threw him at the back there. Last 10 games, scored himself a second-tier deal. And then his first year in New South Wales Cup, he was the New South Wales residence fullback. So uh, that's why you saw him in two thousand. Uh, the year after that, at age 22, last year make his debut, and it's just progressed on from there. He's taken all the steps and uh, turned from a back to a fullback, which we see a lot of halves do this day. Allah, uh, Michael Morgan up the Cowboys there. Mm. Yeah, but that, I'm,
0: actually feeling, I'm actually feeling sorry a little bit for Dean uh, Farah late because it seems to be on the wing. Uh, in the last few games, the of one of the wingers have been hurt. It's either been Simmons or or so he's been forced to go out in the wing and. Um, and and I think he's one of the best attacking centres in the competition. Um. I, I I was I was waiting for him last night to, well before the game I was here's one bloke I, I thought you know I can't wait to watch Farley play tonight but he keeps getting shunted to the wing which is not a bad thing you're in first grade still but geez I like the way he plays I I just every time he touches the ball some, something happens.
1: Yeah, it's his edge as well that's been hurt the last couple of weeks because yeah. that's that's Wallace's edge normally. Um, and last night they had Peachy there and then obviously Peachy got injured and. Uh, Bryce Cartwright uh, came on and he just wasn't getting any ball um, so I think he actually I think he moved to it was a right wing no he stayed on the right wing so Lewis Brown went to right centre but you're right and before that MG um, he had his own injuries as well I remember game against yeah. Parramatta he went off after 10 minutes he's yeah he hasn't had hasn't had the uh, most you know luck field season but hopefully that turns around for him because I agree with you I I rate him I oh,
0: yeah.
1: I think he's me and Lewis have had this discussion before I think he's um, close to the best centre in the game. Yeah, yeah, all in form,
0: yeah. I, 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 Who would I really you put like, ahead of uh, him? Well, well, well,
2: You've you yeah, always got your nose to the ground. Where's Wayne Bennett going to catch next year? I hope <laughs> the Titans. <I> hope <laughs> that's I'm yeah. hoping. Uh, for me, if I was him, I'd have the whole Broncos deal. They say he wouldn't go back to the board. But if I'm uh, the Dragons, who's the one they've all talked about, I'm just taking this from like a board perspective, or even a fan if I was a Dragons fan, I wouldn't want him back because, number one, he's already come, he's done that job. Number two, he's not a career coach, so he's going to do the same thing potentially did last time, which is short term fix. Uh, he brought players in, he took players out, and he kind of left them uh, in ruins. If I'm going to be completely I think he's honest spot on, with you, he's spot on so I'm, I'm looking at that situation saying, no, we don't want to pay you a million dollars. No, we don't want you back for two or three years. And if uh, you know, Mary McGregor's doing a good job now. Maybe 12 months it could fall apart. I could be completely wrong, but you're looking at a potential career coach. He's a former junior. Uh, they've almost won more games in a season with him only in control for six or seven than they have the whole time they had Price there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at that situation saying I'd rather tie him up for a one- or two-year deal on half as much money or, you know, a third of the money and potentially have a career coach than bring him back for two years and not build for the future. Yeah, well, I think
1: Wayne Bennett's going to be a career coach, but not in New South Wales. If you're a New South Wales club... And he's how, signed, how many years is he going to
2: coach for? Yeah, but hang That's on. I'm if at.
1: he's in Queensland, he probably will coach for another 10 years. Well, he might. Because he's, he's going to be living at home... Mm. Obviously, and it's going to be a longer-term stay. Yeah. Look, the Knights thing and the Dragons thing—they were both short-term. You know, yeah,
2: that's why I'm looking hit at. Hit
1: and win. I agree with you totally. But if they, I, I, it. I think it makes sense. I, I can't see him signing with the Dragons. Peter, I think the Broncos would have to be a dollar
2: ten. Mate, if Peter Dowst has any, on any brain, he would look Titans. at the aftermath of what happened when he came and
0: he went. If yeah, he but it's brain. been
1: shown. Peter Dowst doesn't. Mate, he's got a rat in a wheel. Yeah, mate, I, I, I,
0: I believe. What you say about uh, Titans? I think that if Cardi wasn't signed
1: for such a long deal, um, he'd be that'd be that'd be the, the favourite. Um,
0: he was only signed to the end of next year, I think, isn't it? No, uh, I,
1: I think he, a he got a five-year deal in two thousand and. Oh, you might be I right. You thought got he got a new it. deal Jesus last
2: year. Christ. I tell you what, yeah, man.
0: Um, yeah. I, I, you guys, you to think that the Broncos are firming? Um, I think the but, Cowboys. Know, are, are the Cowboys a chance? Too far. It's too far,
1: yeah, it's it's too far not, up.
0: I know they. I know up. they
2: may have said that icons so there. Kind
0: of, and, like this pseudo of them not being able to win, win in Sydney. I know when Graham Murray, the late great Murray, like great great Murray, coached them. Um, Mate, they won some games in Sydney. Then, or I, I, well, of course they got the green final, but he had um, he had a structure in place which he adopted off the West Coast Eagles. Uh, in, the, in the AFL, um, that basically, you know, he, he looked at their model. Um, he looked at the Western Reds model, which we, it, we, we tried to model off um, the Dockers and the Western Reds, uh, sorry, the Dockers and the Eagles while we we're playing in Perth. And it's all to do with the travel and how much time you're in the air and what you're doing and what you're supplementing and how much sleep you're getting. And, and obviously, the Cowboys aren't doing it right. It's, it's, it's bewildering to think that a team with such talent and a a, a team with such promise can't win away from their home ground. I mean, the Warriors are going to fly further. I don't know. They're they're coming six. um, What is it with the Cowboys and them not being able to win away from
1: home? I'll tell you where they need to make an investment, private jet. That's what they need to make an investment Uh, in because they're they're having (laughs) to do two, sometimes three flights, Mm, which is just ridiculous. You'd be spending as much time in bloody airports and in transit than what you would be actually going from A to B, which well, is well they're, they're
2: like the Warriors and they're like Canberra when we used to have to go to either Queensland uh, or New Zealand. We have to go via Sydney and then you just sit at the airport for three or four hours and they tell you don't muck around, don't do anything stupid. It's a lot of time to kill. I also think that the sides that have to travel the most should get concessions
1: in terms of the draw. They should get they should on. get longer turnarounds. It's the way it operates now, it's made it's a G up. It's an absolute lottery. It's dictated to by T V stations and
0: uh-huh. So when you, when you say that, do you think that maybe okay, let's just, let's let's pinpoint the two teams that travel the most, say the Warriors and the Cowboys. Do you think that they should have? Blocks of games where, say, they play a month in Sydney. Or... Yeah, they should absolutely. Yeah. So they can just stay here. But yeah. I mean, yeah, then again, I'm with, I'm with
1: you. Yeah, and then then again, I mean, they're spending a lot of time away from their families. Um, oh, yeah, but that's a small sacrifice if you
0: go and win a competition.
1: Oh 100 percent. Yeah, it's a professional uh, professional game, and they're getting paid a lot of money. I I think then again, the argument would be: well, doctors are back in New Zealand or North Queensland, and physios and training base and. All that sort of stuff, which is logistically going to be difficult. But um,
0: can you, can you boys honestly say in the next five years or the next ten years that the Warriors or the Cowboys are going to
2: comp? Honestly, say I think they will. I think I think, think, one I think the will. Warriors are due more than the Cowboys. To be honest, the Warriors have got a whole country to themselves. They constantly got great juniors, a lot of depth. So, uh, it's been thirteen years since they made one, and
0: it doesn't seem. I, I, I can't see it. I just can't see it happening unless. The league implements something like we're speaking about. I know, I know other clubs would
1: be up in the air about it. And go, why should they get benefits? And well, yeah, you know, bad they luck. Comp- they'd bad do luck. Something similar. Yeah, bad yeah. luck. I mean, it's easy. Well, you know, like, I, yeah. Sorry, mate. You, you go sort of. You look at some of the clubs and they say, oh, we have got a five day turnaround. But yeah, you know what? You're playing at ANZ on Sunday and you're playing at bloody Brookvale on on, fri- yeah, on Friday or right. Saturday. You don't you don't lose that day in travel. Whereas the Cowboys yeah. and Warriors, they lose the day in travel. And to travel back, if if it's sort of Sydney game, um, I know a lot of the time that they'll go back to New Zealand and then fly back over again. Which
0: yeah, no, that's right. The same as the Cowboys. It's,
1: I it's, think it's actually, right MG, up. if if you have a look at the draw, I do think that the the Warriors' games. I don't know whether this year, but I know last year they usually play the Titans and the Broncos in a in a trip. They usually play yeah. that in a in a game of two. I don't think they've done that this year, but I know last year they did. Um, but yes. Yeah, it definitely, definitely got to some concessions.
0: concessions. I'm, of, I'm up to my eyeballs in, in the free talk, boys. I'm, we're getting to a stage where I don't know who's, who's right. I, I know that you know everyone's pointing their finger at Shane Hayne about the or um, the so-called arrogance he showed. You're not going upstairs with enough off try or no try the other overnight. Um, there's been other instances through the, the year where um, I've seen players actually stopped at scrums and said, "Mate, can you have a look at that and, and, and change their ruling at scrums?" What yeah. what can we do? that's going to stop the constant barrage and the constant um, scepticism skeptic, of, of referees in, in the NRL. I mean, we, no one has, seems to have a, a good word to say about them, so how are we going to change and how are we going to get the young kids to, to, who, who are finished playing rugby league, how are we going to get young kids to be referees when they cop so much?
1: Well, honestly, I think uh, we need to get a structure in place because we're very knee-jerk. Um, Where you know rugby league is that's a knee-jerk reaction. I mean, all
0: reactive,
1: yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So get to the off-season when it's a little bit cooler and just say, look, what are we going to agree on in terms of referees? Do they have to have a press conference? You know, are we happy with them referring decisions? Because I mean, all, two or three weeks ago we we're whinging that too many decisions are going upstairs, and then now yep. we're whinging that he's made a call, <laughs> and he obviously he got it wrong. He got it wrong, hundred percent. He got it wrong, um, but. So you know, we're very, game. we're plan, very. Uh, to
0: try to cut our balls and go to the sidelines. And is it should the referee be able to say that was a shit pass?
1: Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I, well,
0: that's what I mean. I, I, I watch the twenties a lot, obviously, and man, I, I really believe in the captain's challenge. I think that. Um, You take take away the video ref, for instance. Let's let's take our video ref away. He's up up there, but if we can only call upon him, um, what is it in 20s, one or two and a half? You get one, and if you get it correct, you get two using it as soon as you're wrong. I think that's fair enough, because most times, nine times out of ten, the players know straight away, because they're the ones closest to the action, where where they're putting the ball. Like, if I'm putting a ball down and I I say, the referee says no try, and I say to my captain, mate, I, I swear to God, I put it on the grass go upstairs and have a look at it. Yeah. The and then, yeah. instances are going and I know that nothing is foolproof, but I, I I love the Captain's Challenge. I love I think that, you know and then 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 again, you know, so again if you don't have your captain's challenge and you get it wrong, well, zip your lip and, and you've got to abide by the laws that the referees want to want to play under these these games because it's it's I, I, I broadcast on something then with the the press conference, I tweeted out the other night and I must confess i got probably seventy five 4 and twenty five percent against. Um I think in the in the modern day and age when we we make our our losing captains and coaches um sit
1: there when they're the last one on the planet they want to do. Well you've gone
0: underwater. There you go. Oh mate, it's just you know, who wants to sit down after you've been beat forty mil and talk to reporters about what how you went wrong and I, I really believe that the, the the referees have got to sit there by Side by side, not with the coaches or anything. Just and say, okay, boys, you've got five minutes to rattle them off, and then once you, once we finish here today, and this press conference after the game, you're not going to hear another word from us through the whole week, and we don't want to be spoken about it through the whole week because it's got kind of to a stage we're talking more about referees than we do our players these days, and it's, it's wrong. Yeah, would you?
1: Yeah, I guess the only issue for me is how long would they have to review sort of the decisions that are they're in question. I guess. They probably feel a little so, bit ambushed. Okay, for
0: instance, on the weekend, was, you know, with, um, I suppose this will come to a heavy cause of Robbie Farrar and Shane Hayne. The yeah. first question I'd say to Shane Hayne, do you have a personal problem with Robbie Farrar?
1: Okay, yeah. So you want you want just a generalized press conference.
0: I would love his honesty if he said, yeah, actually I do. I, I'm sick of the way he runs up to me every time I, you know, I, I, I referee him and he, he, he intimidates me. And so I blow my whistle more when he's doing that. Well, there we go. We've got, have got an answer. Now we know how to fix that. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you think you're arrogant because you didn't go upstairs to? Well, maybe a little bit. Maybe in hindsight I should have. Let's let's start seeing the referees as human beings because they are. Yeah. And everyone makes mistakes. But when they get sheltered so much from from the rugby league fraternity, it's basically like they're they're the only ones who can make mistakes in in this game. When and. And not be accountable. Yeah. I mean, Shane Haynes in first grade this weekend. If I'm if I'm playing if I'm playing for Penrith and I've dropped four you know four balls and I've missed five tackles and I'm giving away six penalties, I'm in reserve grade next week mm. because I've got to be held accountable. Somebody's got to be, be held accountable for these blemishes. And I know we're going over over the top, angry. Yes, there that,
1: needs you know, to there needs to be an investigation. <laughs> there needs to be
0: an investigation.
2: He's
1: <laughs> got tubes on it has lost yeah, it. Yeah, I, mate. I tend to agree with you. Mm. I, um, yeah, I can't. I can't argue against it. You know what? I, I think the the referee is a personality. It died with Billy Harrigan. Yeah, you, you know, people. He polarised people. People either uh, loved him or they hated him. But you know what? The, everyone knew the person he was. Everyone knew that when you went out on the field as a player, if you chatted him or you disrespected him or you questioned a decision, you wouldn't be on the field. That's right. You know what, I, I think that held a lot it's of respect with the players. And you, and
0: I, I know we've spoken about AFL a bit in this chat today, which I apologise to the listeners for, but <laughs> I don't know one of their referees. One of their, one of one of their, I know I know a lot of AFL players, Yeah. but I don't know one of their referees not by name. Yeah. Or mm. their umpires,
2: as they call them. And you're, um, you're 100% right, though, because I watch your game on the weekend and i look at it, especially if it's my team, and go, oh, Jesus Christ, such and such is refereeing. And it's great. Mm. And that's, that is an issue that you do know all the referees' names or touch officials or anyone Yeah, knows. but I
1: think we're a game that we don't have that as many referees or umpires as what well, AFL do. You know, it's not sort of... No, the no, decision-making no, isn't... It's probably bad to compare that. But I just think that if we're going to embrace it, if we're
0: going to... The point is, if we're going to know who's refereeing and what they are and who they are, well, let's hear from them after every game. Let's just say, OK, you've got, you know, you got five questions... Uh, the, the, the press conference starts now. And if they... If, look, if you don't like what you what you hear from the rest, well, so do it. But well, that's, that's, that's the time
1: frame you've got. And you I'll, I'll, I'll go back to my original point, that that's why we need a structure. You need to be able to say, right, the on-field referee who is in charge is responsible for blah. The touch judge is responsible for blah. The, you know, the pocket referee is responsible for... But so, and then you can lay some blame. Because at the moment, I think it's so subjective. You know, with the Robbie Farrell one, uh, you know the non-fluorinated no try. There was no person in better position than the touch judge. Well,
0: well Hain was there. Hain was right. He was in
1: the. Well, I thought thing. I Hain was, was sort was, of Hayne obstructed.
0: As an in-goal
1: touch judge, he would have been perfectly in. Yeah. I, look, I, I I thought the touchy had the best view, on it. I thought Hain was obstructed a little bit. And then as he came around, he would have seen the ball sort of be dislodged. I'm not excusing him for the no try, but I thought. The ball did lose, obviously, lose it after he's grounded it. So that the, pers- uh, the perception, I guess, that Hayne had when he came around was, you know, look, he's just lost it. So he's, he's he's probably reacted a little bit to the comments in the media about, you know what, make some decisions, refs. We'll live with them. And then yeah, as soon as he does you know, make one... You,
0: know, you know why referees dig themselves a hole, or Tony Archer, who was ever in charge of the referees dig themselves a hole? It's because they have these type of summits pre-season. Mm-hmm. They had these get-togethers with COs, and coaches, and they come up with these new fandangled uh, ways to approach the game. Um, I mean, one this year was one I was so looking forward to watching, and what I did for maybe eight, eight seconds was a quick tap and go. Yeah. Well, well, now, every, but now, every time it's about to happen, all, every single sec, every single referee I've listened to seems to have a different interpretation on why it shouldn't be a quick tap. Yeah. Uh, okay, if it's in if it's in the ten metres zone, I get that. If you can't have a quick
1: tap, then but. Apart from that, as soon as the penalties are awarded, bang, off you go. You know what? I think the, you highlighted it just then. The co- having the coaches have any input. Like I'm a bloody aspiring coach myself. If I got referees in a room, you know what I'm doing? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the strings to go my way. I'm not I'm not gonna pull my pull the strings to go the way of the game or another coach or <laughs> all of the referees. I'm you know. i has uh, got a self interest. Everybody wants to you know if I've got a
0: big if I've got a big pack. A big slow pack. I want, you know, I want to change different rules. I want to slow the game down. If I've got a mobile pack, I want to get seven tackles and be on the run and all this kind of, all this kind of stuff. And of course, yeah. everyone has self. That's that's why you've got to get there. You know, and you've got to say to Tony. How about the players' association? Maybe cut sever their ties with the NRL, who, who basically funds them. And become an independent body so the players have more say in, in the game they're playing. Like mm. the AFL, again, like AF, the AFL, are basically, Players Association run their game down there. Um, our Players Association don't seem to be, I, I don't even know if they exist anymore, but when something you know, like the Ted Carney incident happened the other week, the Players Association were basically, de- it, it was definitely silent. Yeah. Because yeah. well, they, they were very conspicuous, cons- conspicuous by their absence. Well, they should be on the front foot, saying that as a player, of our players' association, we condemn what he did, but we also support him because he's a kid. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's it's. But before that happens, we've had a week to digest whether it's good, bad, or ugly, and Todd Carney is no more. Um, it's just, it just seems to be a lot of pandemonium for no reason in our game, and we try I know we thrive upon um, controversy, but sometimes we can avoid it as well. Mm, I'm,
1: I'm a bit of a school teacher and a coach on this. Like I, I just think you need to. Everyone needs to understand their responsibility, and if they're yeah. not, if they're not, um, you know, living up to their end of the deal, or they're not fulfilling that responsibility, then there's got to be a consequence for it. I just think there's too many grey areas in the game. It should be as black oh, and white yeah. as possible.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And I was, look, I'm, I was one of them players who, who basically, you know, was a troubled player. I, I got in trouble both on and off the field, but it took me a long time. Um, and probably took, my, took me to have a, a, my first child until I woke up to myself. You know? How, many, how many
1: times do you reckon you got Simbin during your career?
0: Oh, Simbin! Oh, doesn't an easy.
1: And how many how many times do you reckon? Who who would you compare uh, as a, a player running around now most like you? Oh, geez, it's hard.
0: Um, you know, I I it very close to wing most times because of the uh, you know my my tackling technique was one of. You know, the shoulder charge was my main
1: weapon. So, yeah, um, you, know, I could, you know, probably a, a, a Tarek Sims type player, or, or kind of a Sam Burgess, not as good as Sam Burgess, but uh, yeah. aggressive.
0: In that mould, and you
1: look at how many times these blokes get sin binned. Yeah, they don't. They, and that's. I think that's the issue. I, I honestly it's think it's, that's the I issue.
0: I definitely agree that. And I look, and, and, but I, I got sent off once in my life, and that was it. Mm. That was in the Twenty Three's game. I actually, <laughs> so I got sent off in uh, playing. Uh, for the Tigers which was a, just a G up, and it took a two minutes to exonerate me but <laughs> um, yeah so I, I've only got sent off once in the 23s and, and it was you know for something it was for an all in brawl but you, you got to do something very bad to, to be sent off most of my getting was backshading the referees
1: yeah but I mean and if that happens now they just march and 10 and forget about it just yeah I know
0: that no are and, and my, were my coach at the time and mostly was under Phil Gould he, he basically, you know, he said if he, he, I got fine every time I did it. You know, it was it was a yeah. pretty substantial amount. Every time I got it it would come, it would hit me in the back pocket. And even though I tried not to do it, it was just like had to. You got to shut your mouth when it comes to. You know, and I know you want to hear exactly what's going on the field. you want to see what's going on the field. But I suppose the debate is is should the referees be wide up and, and marked up as well? Yeah, you know, I love I love the manner of football when they had the. Ref uh, the head camera on, and they are getting close and personal. But then we, then we all um, frown up, and we we hear a word or exclude expletive from a player, and say, "Oh, the kids are watching." Well, we can't have our cake and eat it. You know,
1: we've got to pick one or the other. You right. know what I? Um, you know what I also think. I think the coaches need to and players they need to respect the refs. Like I, I know myself, sometimes it's very, very hard to look a ref in the eye after any any game. You know, like you feel you've yeah. been done a little bit. But go and shake their hand, have a conversation with them, yeah. talk to them. And get to know the way they tick, because in the end, mate, a lot of these guys they didn't play the game. They, they didn't play the game. There was no no better example of that than last night. Um, there was about five minutes to go in the Penrith game. Oh no, there would have been about ten minutes to go in the Penrith game, but it was locked up, and Jamie Soward was going to take a field goal, and Penrith was setting up for it, all set, right, all set. It was the it was a set where Jamie Soward ran um, and got tackled twenty meters out. Adam Devsich was right the way of where the pass was going for the field goal, and, and you wouldn't have seen that on TV. But they just don't understand the game, some of them. Like, no. like, you know, everyone in the stadium's going, "Well, I can see what's going on. Like, he's going to set up for a field goal and whatever." But he, he managed to get himself in the way as a pocket ref. So, I just think. We we can help each other. Oh, I think they can definitely help us, and we can help them. I just see there's a little bit of a divide at the moment, and they feel like they're getting getting attacked. As Hannibal Lecter said to Clarice, it's quick pro quo. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quo pro. So you
0: scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, and I agree. It's mm. you know I don't think I, I don't think it's healthy for the, healthy for the game to. Continually bagged referees and continually had them under scrutiny, but at the same time they've got to be
1: held accountable for their actions. Tell
0: you what, I if uh, if, if we if we a uh, game see that referees as well have been penalised for their mistakes, well maybe we might be so hard on
1: them. I I tell you, I went to watch a Penrith opposed like their captains run last week. They were having an opposed against New South Wales Cup, and uh, Ashley Klein and the other young bloke from Penrith, the other young referee, he was there, and they were refereeing uh, the opposed. Yeah, yeah, and they, they were uh, both refereeing their pose, and I thought, you know what, that's genius from Ivan Cleary because he's saying to him, "Look, your boys are doing this wrong, your boys," are... and he's got that rapport with the referees. Oh, yeah,
0: he's, made a, a a, he's, he's one of the bo- yeah, coaches out of the box. He's going to be—he's going to be one of them coaches we'll be talking about in twenty years' time. So I mm. remember when he was a Penrith in two thousand and you know fourteen when he had that young side and took him to so, yeah, all, all that stuff. He's. he's He's got it. He's got what it takes to be a coach, and you just have to look at the Warriors what they've done since he's left. Yeah. And um, I, I, exactly, you know, and referees get a kick out of that. You know, I know Billy Hogan was always about that. Let me come out of the training and show you and teach your boys what we look for and what we don't look for in the game. So, not them worrying about what we're going to rule upon. Just play the game, and, and we'll let us worry about the rules. It's it's not rocket science. But I'm just sick to death, and, and that's probably where this topic started. Uh, that's continually and we're, we're, we're feeling the fire right now by talking about referees and I think it's time we started looking at the, the young uh, up and coming you know geniuses in this game and giving them more credit than we are bunks with whistles
2: hmm. Mate 100% and uh, I think after after all the fire on that one we should make you the head of the Rugby League Players Association you should also <laughs> take Tony Archer's job uh, to solve everything <laughs> MG for president after that he, he's he's fired up
0: so, I, don't, I, I, I think look, yeah. we're passionate. About, you know, you're a, you're a podcast. You, 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 there's so many people out there who love rugby league, and I, and I, and I, and I welcome everyone's comments. I love like when people, you know, that's why I'm on, on social media. I love hearing both the good, the bad, and the ugly about, about people, what they're going to say about the game. But of late, of late, it's just been it's been 90 negative towards referees, and I just want to find a way where we can we can change it all. and you know, once and for all, we say this is this is the mandate, and if we cross it, we'll. You know, Brock, you are probably hit upon it, mate. We, we don't use a simbin. We know t- coaches know now these days. With the, if a player's off for ten minutes, there's usually going to be at least a, a try scored against them. No, you lose,
1: you lose a game. You lose a game. Well, that's right.
0: That's as that. like, I think one team got one team got uh, three tries scored against them when a, a player was simbin.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I think it was might have been Sandow. But, let's let's get back to that let's get back to giving like, at the start of the year say to the coaches you know boys we're going to use the simbin a lot more this year and, and like it or lump like it we're telling you right now so when you go to your press conference after a game and you start complaining about it we, we're going to say that we told you so yeah. so you know I, I've got no qualms about players being simbin and if they've been told you know pre-season or pre-game that this is what they're looking for
1: well the game's a reflection of society and like the respect for teachers, police, you know, gen- general population, people who work—it's it- slipping, you know, and-, and it's it's showing on the rugby league field as well. I- you got to get back to just basic respect, and the referees have got to demand it. You know, they're in a controlled environment; take control of that game, and you know, make sure that uh, the-, the best footy team wins. I'll leave you with a feel-good story. Um, I uh, I was lucky enough to have a competition
0: named after me last year called the MG Cup out here at Penrith. Um, when the you NRL know, come to me, Mark Bowen in particular, with the idea, I was I was wrapped. And then I of to think about it, and I thought, okay, well, if my name's being put to a competition, I want to at least have some input into the way the rules and the regulations are run. So I had a thinking, and I come up with three rules um, that every player must abide by before they play, because these games are after, the, the games are on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays after school. So it's a, the only competition independent Mount managerial area they played after school, so there's a little bit more ownership responsibility. So, um, every player had to at least attend seventy-five percent uh, of school. Um, every player um, had to hand in every bit of a, uh, homework and assignments. But thirdly and most importantly, and this is up to the, the, the teacher's discretion, and, and obviously the teachers are there seeing it, they've got to respect their, their fellow uh, classmates, the more so respect their, their teachers. And this year we've had a, uh, a young bloke from Chifley Mount Druitt who was uh, last year or well, last term, first term, because uh, this is a second year, this a second term competition we play over eight weeks. The first term he was at school 44% of the time. Um, he got me in the match in the opens uh, game against Kingswood. No, sorry, in the sixteens game um, from Mount Druitt, Big uh, Glenmore Park. His percentage of um, the attendance at school went up to 88%. It's because we showed him a little bit of respect and we said, listen, listen, I'm not going to mention his name, but listen, buddy, if you want to play in this competition after school, which is a which is a, a privilege, not a right, then you've got to pick a few boxes first. And, mate, what we're seeing when we're doing this, without a pat on the back for anybody but the kids themselves, is that they're changing subliminally. They're changing without even wanting to change. They, they, they want to play footy. And they know that if they want to play footy. They've got to, okay, bring my homework, do it. Uh, I've got to beat at school. And thirdly, most importantly, I can't swear at Mr. Johnson. I can't swear at Stevie's, Stevie Jones, who's my, my classmate. I can't disrespect him. And slowly but surely, we can change things. We yeah. can change the way these young kids are thinking. And all by just implementing real rules that aren't too structured and and, I, and we had the, the green final a couple of weeks ago, and this this young bloke you know, basically come up and, and said, thanks for everything you've done. I said, no, mate, thank you for, for buying into the program. I and mean, that's, for me, the biggest kick I've got in rugby league in
1: a long, long time. So, you know, there is hope, brothers. Mm. Apart from a C-grade win last year. Boo! was <clears throat> from that, you
0: know, getting beer tipped over me, so I, I owe you a dry cleaning bill for that, but that could now be in the mail. You're, you owe me what?
2: Dry cleaning bill. The
0: for, dry cleaning bill, mate, for my, my dinosaur shirt, my favourite dinosaur dinosaur shirt, getting trenched. Getting trenched,
2: mate. At least your Yoda suit from Mad Monday didn't get spewed on, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I no longer have a Yoda suit and uh, Yoda suit. And let's, for, let's have a Let's have you go back to back this year, boys, because you've got another great team on your hands. So yeah, um, if we do, up,
2: young, young it, Chris, young Chris, wherever you are out there, you still have me a Yoda suit champ, yeah. <laughs> But uh, any that's uh, absolutely outstanding today, mate. Very fired up, and like I said, if you're, you're going to run for Rugby League Players Association president or referees boss, I'd do so. If you want to take up MG on any of the topics you've heard today, you can hear him up on his Twitter handle, which is at MarkMGGuy and listen to him 6 to 9 every weekday on the Grill Team Triple M at 104.9. Thanks again, big fella, and we'll uh, catch you for a beer soon at the Pyre. Love to do Love to, boys. Thanks for your time. No worries. Thanks, See buddy. buddy. big thanks again to MG for coming on as always and like we said before you can catch him on 104.9 triple M six to nine weekdays on the grill team but uh, normal procedure for us now we'll jump in and do the fast five and Brock what was your highlight of the weekend?
1: Uh, I had two I, they were contrast but uh, the Monday night shootout between the Panthers and the Broncos I thought it was a um, cracker game very entertaining and uh, the Saturday night game the grind and grit of the Storm v Dawgs game is very defensive um, two contrasting Styles, I guess, and there was one little play that I thought um, James Graham sledging Billy Slater after he took a dive. I, I had a good chuckle at that. That was a whole lot of me from the weekend. Fair enough. You wouldn't have liked that, but.
2: Oh, i got no, no problem with it. He but took he, a dive he, and James, I could just imagine James, James Graham. James Graham did bite him giving, so. him. giving him an absolute spray. James Graham can say whatever he likes to, but he's still a grubby bit the bloke. He's so, still a bulldog. Uh, highlight for me was the Newcastle comeback, down 18-zip. They scored 31 answered points. I thought that was fairly impressive. They Sharks on the Sharks. And uh, probably the other one was just last night's game, the Monday night game. It was close to the game of the year. Just lots of points, lots of entertainment. Uh, high standard, usually Monday night's a stinker, so I quite enjoyed that one, but... What about your low light? Uh, Obviously the Shane Hayne no try. Um, I also
1: thought just as stupid and uh, uncalled for with Farrah's comments. Um, I think he's now... Hayne has to sort of make a decision on where he stands on Robbie Farrah now, doesn't he? I mean, is he going to cop that sort of um, criticism? Um, It was public criticism, which I've I've probably got an issue with. Um, I'm sure Mick Potter's probably told him to tone it down a little bit. Um, and the other one is the Darius Boyd interview, post Origin. Um, the blokes are moron. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I don't know how you defend that. I heard Kevin Walters on um, Sunday Triple M try to de- try to defend the bloke, but mate, you get paid plenty of cabbage. And that's the sort of crap you dish up. I know they're paid to play footy, but they're also paid to put bums on seats and keep fans happy. And
2: Let us look at the, the two Johns brothers' differing opinions, and I'm with Matty, but Joey's like, why does he have to talk? Why are they annoying him? Just leave him alone. And Matty said exactly what I was thinking. Well, who brings the money in?
1: They're not a protected species, the media. mate. They've
2: got a responsibility. And on top of that, if you didn't want to speak, I can understand, but at the same time, handle yourself better.
1: I would not have had a problem if he said... You know, um, look, look, I I don't want to talk talk at the moment. Um, You
2: know, politely
1: decline and just say, "Have a good day." Like it doesn't. Manners cost nothing. Is nah, it? It's an old, no, it's, you know, an old manor's They, they pay the
2: bills. I'm not saying they have to give answers and, you know, be harassed all the time, but he could handle himself in a better manner. I'd also, and Farrah, Farrah already said what I thought last week. The comments about Cameron Smith well, yeah, were exactly. one thing after he's had this origin series, but I think he's forgetting that he lost eight in a row. He wasn't part of half of them. And he had his pants pulled down on Wednesday night because they, they got towed up. But he's not the captain of Australia. He doesn't have 38 caps. He doesn't have 32. He doesn't yeah. have the most origin wins by any individual player, which Cameron Smith now is in 20. Mm. He's not the greatest point-scoring forward of all time. Well, he
1: was on the Sunday footy show. No golden said, boot. He, my comment, uh, comments got taken
2: out of um, proportion. Yeah, well, I, I think he just bit his movement. tongue at the time. So, But yeah. now this is this is becoming a recurring theme, it seems, this year, though. You're just, he's on a bit of a roll. I think he needs to be a little bit quiet. I
1: know, but... Yeah, see, we're sort of saying we want Boyd to talk, we want Farrah to shut
2: up. So yeah, there, is a, there is a talk. ground here. There's it. talk, and then there's just constantly getting the limelight for the wrong reason. He seem, yeah. All he seems to be doing is calling people out and big himself. So I'm happy for the players to talk. I want to hear him speak. Mm. But just in that kind of manner every week, Like first he's better than a bloke that people are saying is going to be mor- an He Not, not is he going to be, he will be an And mortal. probably the greatest talk of all time. Mm. And you know, then he's just blowing up on Friday. So, I think he just needs to tone it down a little bit. I until, you're,
1: until people are saying you're going to be an immortal,
2: shut up. Mm, I can understand the frustration, though, but yeah, just pick your times better, speak better. Mm. There's not too many of them that seem to handle the media too well, unfortunately. But, uh, my low lot was just the first half of that Parramatta game. Oh, I, well, I really,
1: oh, the Parramatta performance. I really
2: enjoyed watching the Warriors yeah, tear them apart. So so. 36 points in 40 minutes is Shouldn't pretty, happen, no. Shouldn't happen regardless of who's on the field. They just didn't want to buy of it. But I love watching... 14 and a
1: half minutes or something that mm. like it was. I
2: love watching the Warriors, though. I really do. Yeah. Especially when they get... Over the there, that's, that. that's
1: the Kiwi prison. That place. It is a prison. It's the New Zealand version it, it, of Ramondas. It was
2: the perfect night, though, because it was wet. It, it was is. back and black. They wore their black jerseys for the first time in ages, and it was at Mount Smart Stadium. <laughs> you know what? I never flawless. want to hear the
1: excuse, oh, it's too wet to play footy. Bullshit. Well, Have a look at how footy. they played.
2: <laughs> they loved oh, what it. What a joke. Uh, what, about, what about your best your best player, best team? I'm um, Sean
1: Johnson and the Warriors. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to give a notable mention. I thought the Panthers win, and in particular Matt Moylan's performance last night was sensational, but I couldn't go past the Warriors. They were yeah. flawless. Um, um, and, uh, you st- know, even second half, I mean, they, they won the second half 12-0. The
2: best the best part of all that is, is the zero. Yeah, well, they kept the, the nutty, and the, even though they, can't, yeah. they calmed things down a little bit, they didn't uh, lose control. But, I mean, they're all around. Uh, I thought Tompkins was a little bit better, but on, on top of that, I still go back to Johnson. I think Johnson right now is up there. Yeah. He's right up there. We're starting. We saw that progression at the back end of last year of him taking control regardless of what was going on, but you're starting to see the whole package. And
1: I think, uh, you know, Townsend's actually complimenting
2: Townsend does compliment him. it was a matter at the start of the year when they dropped him, I was angry about it because they weren't going forward. And I thought, you know, as halves, and you saw it in the preseason, halves can't do anything if the forwards don't go forward. Chad Townsend's awesome off the back of a roll-on, and so is Sean Johnson. And together, I think they could be potentially one of the best pairings uh, for a long period of time. But if their forward pack keeps doing that, they're going to win a lot of games. The
1: best thing I like about that halves pairing is they... um, they can both play they run either side of the ruck, and yeah. they can run the ball. And they're so dogs. they're a threat. Tompkins is
2: a threat, obviously. They've got a threat from nine, and they've got two halves of threats. Yeah, well, I never ever saw how they would have looked at Luloi over him when they brought him across. I, I, mean, I, I like Luloi. is yeah. tough. He runs hard. I love him. He's a solid player. But as far as him going next level, this pairing is what's yeah, going yeah. to take If, if you're
1: going to use Lulawai it's as a hooker.
2: Yeah. Pretty much. I, I, that's where I'm at. I, I mean as well. on that. Well, my best was the Warriors as well. Uh, individually, I thought Johnson, not you, but Milford was my one honour. Um, playing to, against Spastik's, mate. Uh, still, you can't single out the fact that this is a 19-year-old kid that's embarrassing men on a regular basis. And again, individually, for their tries on the weekend, he's, he's accounted for... I don't know, probably 70% of their points almost this year as far as assisting and scoring. It's ridiculous. He's, he's an outstanding player. All right. Uh, I think you saw a glimpse last night, and I've been waiting for it all year. They look better. Brisbane, when Josh Hoffman went back to fullback and Ben Barber was up front. Next year, yeah. I don't think Josh Hoffman will be there, but Milford's going to be That's one game for Milford. They're, one game. Yeah, yeah. He's one been game. like that all year. No, he hasn't. Yeah, he has. No. Go back and watch no the No way games. in the world. He's been outstanding.
1: Um, what about your worst, then? Nate Miles and the Titans. They they were horrendous. The, the Raiders were there to be had. Um, I understand the Titans have lost, you know, ample amount of players, in particularly in the halves. Um, obviously, Greg Bird out. David Mead was also out. They, they've got their injury concerns. You know, you won't um, get an argument out of me about that. But I um, just the performance of Nate Myles seems to me as a Titans fan like I, you sort of watch those Origin players and, and want them to have an impact on your team, but. I just don't see it from Nate Miles. It's almost like he plays his best three games for Queensland and then...
2: We could flash back to it, but I've said to you, this to you on one of the podcasts, if you remember not long ago, that he frustrates me more than anyone and you agree with me. I don't know if it was the back end of last year yeah, but when I he just, was busted or yeah. if it was the start of this year, but I said the exact same thing. that At club, I don't think he puts anywhere near the amount of effort in that he does at origin. So maybe there's other issues there. Obviously, it would have been easy for me to say the Eels because they were poor, but
1: uh, the, the Titans, I thought, I've got to be really honest, I thought they lacked effort. I thought the game, even towards the back end of the game there, they, they scored a try and got within six. Uh, I think it was about 20 to go. And I thought, well, you know, the, the game's the game's in the balance. And they just were dawdling and they, they weren't running hard and they were running sideways and throwing the ball from sideline to sideline. And, you know, Canberra aren't great, but Canberra are always going to get over the top of the team playing like that. Well, like you're playing like a t- under-20 side or a New South Wales Cup side. Yeah, and that's, st- probably, that's probably an insult to... Those teams, the way the Titans played on the weekend, that especially after such a gritty, tough win in Sydney, to go home and back back it up with that, that was as a fan, that was um, it was just hard to, hard to cop. And I know they got injury excuses, but you know everyone does. Penrith, Penrith managed to win a game with one guy on the bench last night, so don't give me that excuse.
2: Yeah, well, the Tigers did the same thing uh, against the Raiders a couple of weeks yeah, ago. They did. My worst, you said it's easy out, but I'm still going to say it. it's the years. Oh, um,
1: yeah, look, on you, that's I what i I know they're I thought... missing
2: six or seven top players. I've already mentioned that before. A lot of people are telling me, oh, you can't make that excuse, but I can mm. because they already got stripped down. You know they don't have much depth. They've done a great job pushing some kids in, but this is what always happens. It flattens out. Uh, six of the starting 17 from the start of the year injured at the moment. A couple of those blokes are rep players. I so. thought um,
1: Corey Norman got picked on in that game. Yeah, Massive. good exposed.
2: But Luke Kelly, Luke Kelly's not a first grader. He's not going to help. Him when you're not going forward and you don't have the footy, what are you supposed to do? He's
1: do do you reckon that's it. a little bit of you know the forwards go, oh, Jared Haynes there. I'm going to have a crack today. And then
2: if he's not there, they sort of think, well, even if we go good, we're probably not going to win. So no. I'm
1: probably not going to go no, as he, hard.
2: Just a g- general, general attitude when they turn up to the game. They didn't look too keen on the weekend, that's for sure. I thought the only two who really seemed to be digging in, as usual, was Paulie Paulie and Junior Paulie. But I think if
1: you go back and have a look at their... Results this this season when they're without Hayne they get lapped and I, I'm not I totally agree with what you're saying I understand what you're saying because yeah, we've all been in that still, dressing room when your best player has been out oh, I'm not it, hasn't stopped, that, it hasn't stopped anyone
2: No, well, you wouldn't think anyone no nine, from putting in their best no but. nine no fullback you know your regular yeah. They're missing front row, both their back rows and the New South Wales Origin Centre. They've got a lot of pieces missing, so I think the whole attitude's just generally down. Like, well, we're pretty beaten up at the moment. Mm. There's a lot of kids, there's a lot of people that are getting used to that grind. Uh, you saw another debutant in that I think it's Tepai Amarola yeah he was good 18 year old I thought he went well another good kid they're putting in so all I can say is next year they're not going to have this issue because like the Tigers they're going through that little bit of pain now and their top 25 is going to be much better for it so do you think they're gone they can't make you I think with all these injuries it's really hurting and unless they come back soon like Popuato, well, said, they're probably going to need probably five
1: from eight. So you'd think un, unlikely considering their record at the moment, I think he's eight and eight. And so, although
2: Moe's not going to be back in time. Edwards mm-hmm. got named this week, I think, but he's under a bit of cloud. No, gonna still to, a cloud. They're going to have to jag a couple of upsets. They just don't have the depth, like you said, and Moss have gone through. They don't have the depth to cover for those losses, and I don't think they're going to get enough firepower back to be able to drag themselves in. we'll, we'll so. see.
1: I'd I, I lean to uh, your way of thinking, oh, I think they'll miss out. Mm. But uh, that was my worst. Any questions you got coming out of the round? Yeah, who do you think will make the eight? I know we said it with MG. Out of those two teams at the bottom of the eight at the moment, right? Broncos and Storm are in. Do you think anyone else will come, like
2: push? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. Are the only one who's a little bit in danger because they get a hard draw and out of the team sitting under him, I think Saint George is the most likely to come in. I think yeah,
1: Saint George they, they got a Cowboys. better
2: draw and they've got form and they've got players coming back. They kind of got the opposite feel of things. They have still got yeah. Morris and a couple to come in and just yeah. the changes. Uh, McGregor's made it smart. I whinged about it at the start of the year. Put the front rowers in the front row. They bought that Cooper bloke over. Price was playing him. He was killing it for thirty minutes. And then he dropped him the next week. Yeah. And now um, he's I playing full time with that. Cray, who also. Played his best five games the back end of last year in the front row because mm. he's getting a bit older, but he's good around that ruck. W- why didn't he go back to it? He's an idiot. I blew up about it for ages, and McGregor's well, coming. That's why he doesn't have a yeah, job. Mate. And McGregor's so. coming made two, three simple little changes that probably everyone could see, besides the Dugan move, which has worked out pretty bloody good as well. Yeah, and uh, look how they're going.
1: Should Darius Boyd be fined?
2: No, I don't think you can, you can find him for that. But I think they should be doing a lot more. Uh, in regards to training and I think on top of that in their contracts they'll talk about that the other day do they have a condition about media? I think they should start bringing in a part that has a condition fair enough. With the clubs and the NRL saying they have X amount they have to do per year otherwise they lose part of their contract money. Yeah
1: you think the Sharks have got the spoon, we were talking about
2: that last night. You think they're well, pretty much in I, I the I thought they now? might get away with it. Um, I, I still don't think they will. But I don't know. I think the Raiders have got more wins than them. I think they they've got yeah. to play each other. Nah, nah, no and and they're running yeah, a I bit think, short to they've to be got, honest mate, I think I think the Sharks would tower Raiders if they played them. Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm, a, I'm a bit iffy on that one. I think with the extra win and especially the game they're going to play against each other in a couple of weeks. They got, got going to be very back, Gallon back, Gallon back. Gallon's just done his bicep. Yeah, but he's going to play there. No, they reckon he's going not to play going. through to Two it. to eight weeks he's going to be out for, and he's going to have to try and play through it. So he's going to be a prospect that's going to be in and out. We'll see. I just um, prefer to have surgery if it's something that required that. It's more important having health.
1: Panthers have got a lot of injuries. Will they still make the top four? They got a four point gap now, so they're going to have to probably lose. Four out of their eight. I'd imagine if they won four out of eight they'd get in. What's four out of
2: eight? That's eight points. Well, they've got they're a on decent, decent four. Decent run home as far as playing some better sides, but there's not anyone that's without their injury concerns. Like the Roosters now have lost Jennings and Tuba. I know they've got pretty good depth. No, the Panthers have a got good streak You can't say Penrith don't have good depth as well. No, they
1: don't. And that's that's the they reason why have,
2: they're going to be able to, we're having this conversation. That's the reason they why do I'm have asking good whether they'll still so. make the top four. Uh I don't know. I think I think at the moment if you think 5th or 6th I think it's between them and South to finish 4th as far as uh, those teams at the yeah, top, Dogs, D- dogs and, and Manly are definitely in. As far as I'm concerned, the Roosters are fine their way in, but I think Souths and Penrith will be the team scrapping for that spot. Yeah, Souths have got to become uh, also little...
1: Roosters. They're on they're on 22 as well. I, I mean, think Penrith fine. play the Roosters this weekend, so if Penrith knock the Roosters off, which I think it would be unlikely, but you know they got beat by the Sharks last home game. So. But
2: I'm, I'm expecting plenty of violence and a lot of anger after two weeks. Bit of video and Robinson probably ramping up. Now yeah. it's time to make the run home. Well, it is definitely,
1: and they're, they're they're not in a bad spot, but I'm I'm sure they'd rather be. Uh, probably one or two wins higher than what they are,
2: but yeah, oh, mine were pretty much similar to yours, except uh, probably what we touched on earlier with MG, which is Bennett or McGregor. And I think we already answered the questions as to why you do know, oh, Look, I think the track, the
1: track record for Bennett is sensational. But yeah, as, as I, I said, long term he he isn't a, he is not a career coach in in New South Wales, no. or or Melbourne, or New Zealand, or North Queensland. The two places where he will he will be a career coach and a long-term coach are only the Gold Coast and Brisbane. That's it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's
2: going to be another three-year deal. See you later. Yeah, 100%. All right. Well, I've got nothing else there, so we'll jump in and do our reviews of the games from the weekend. All right, the matches from the weekend kicked off Friday night with Manly absolutely toweling up the Tigers 40-8. to uh, I think simple way to sum this one up. Brutal, clinical, the halves fired, Kieran Foran, Daly Chervins, they've got to keep them together regardless of uh, all the little dramas I'm hearing behind the scenes and contract issues and Tearing the culture apart, it's not showing on the field when it comes time to play football. Man, they're absolutely outstanding. But um, they are. yeah, I, I, well, I they're doing If there is, are. If there are issues behind, oh, they're is doing a bloody good job. To, there is issues indeed to uh, Kieran, smooth over it. I guess. Kieran, foreign. I, I'll save this for later on. There's a little bit coming up in the gossip part, but I've got more than enough information to tell me otherwise. But uh, what I'm seeing on the field for everything that's going on is ridiculous. But uh, Tigers just a bit flat. They got. Gave back, but you know, you got got a bunch of kids there still again this year. You got Moses in now, bit thin in the back line. We're hearing Richards is out for a few weeks. Simone has been named this week, but I'm not too sure after that surgery. Nophilum is now out, uh, suspected anti cruciate ligament. Uh, so that's three out of their back line. And then they let go Merika Marika Corabetti and that Tekeli Naivara who's now playing for the Waratahs. So mm. they've really stripped themselves short. And Tedesco, I didn't mention. So there's a time
1: during the season when you need it.
2: They were like, oh, we don't need those backs. We're loaded. And all of a sudden, they're six down, really. So mm. I, I think Simona, if he backs up this week, good on him. They named Richards too. But both on injury clouds, they're really struggling in that regard. So 100%. feeling the pinch and some of those forwards, like I said, a little bit flat, but um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to take out of this one. The, the, obviously, the controversial try, but I don't think that changes the result. No. Shane Ayn, as we no. said before, should have well, had a would look.
1: Have, it may have uh, given the Tigers a little bit more life, but I think Manly would
2: eventually oh, roll over. The Manly machine continues. Probably the only drama coming out of that game for them was obviously Horro's been suspended, I think, three or four weeks he got. I yeah. didn't see the final verdict, but uh, yeah, pretty silly by him. Farrah, he got
0: 93
2: yeah. nine carryover points for Robbie Farrah, so he won't miss, but that's a bit of a worry going forward we'll if they get near yeah. the finals. So, uh, yeah, uh, just injury for them. They're a bit flat. They need to bounce back up. Manly, just, what are you supposed to say? They have a flat spot here or there, but that's to be expected. But they're a brilliant football side. They are the best genuine football team in the competition as far as playing unstructured, uh, you know, park-style football, touch football with your mates. Some of the stuff they come up with at times is ridiculous. Mm. But Not sorry. 100%. I think this week, though, this is uh, probably the one I think's hard to tip. They're away to the, the Dragons, and the Dragons have been very, very good. And I don't, you know, they they did a decent job on Melbourne. They've been pretty solid. This would be a real gauge this week, I think, of where the Dragons are heading.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, and uh, Monday night,
2: and it's a yeah. it's away for Manly too, which is you know good thing for them at Wynn Stadium. And the Tigers doesn't get any easier. Is it, it Win troops. Jubilee
1: or Win um, Win Jubilee? Wargo
2: jubilee, okay, and uh, the Tigers gets no easier either. They got to play a massive pack in the Bulldogs and a team that's in great. Bulldogs them. a bit of a graveyard
1: for the Dragons. I mean, you look what they did to Melbourne down there. Um, oh, they always played good. If it was uh, if it was down there,
2: I'd be I'd be almost leaning towards the Dragons, but yeah, hundred percent. And Saturday uh, we had the New Zealand Warriors forty-eight nil of the Parramatta Well, I tell you what you say, bloodbath thirty-six 0 at halftime. It was game over. After challenging these players to get out and have a dig, they did second half, but it. Too late. Well, if you're a Parramatta fan and they get beat 24 yeah, 0, you'd
1: be upset, but you wouldn't be overly upset. Well, like I said, take out Hain,
2: Poppa Wade, Peets,
1: Tonga. Who uh, Tonga, play Tonga, nah, Tonga played? Tonga played. Tonga should have got
2: 10 the beat. Ma'u, Edwards, Manner, Mossett. Yeah. There's seven guys that should be playing first grade for her. None of them are there. Yeah. And uh, like I said, Tepewa. wasn't uh, Justin Hunt Marilla. getting a run? Justin Hunt. Mm. I don't know. He might, might not be in favour with yeah. uh, Brad Arthur. He doesn't see too much. He played a game in the year. He made a couple of errors. I don't know whether that's yeah. just a confidence thing or what, but I thought he would be 100% starter on the wing. But he, he likes the big outside backs. He likes Tau Ty and Rad Radra. I can't blame him as far as yardage is concerned. That's probably the only thing I could look at with Hunt and think he might be concerned with his stuff. That's a little
1: bit of a point of difference.
2: Uh, but, yeah. They're, and they're, I mean,
1: playing Sandow at fullback, I've seen Justin Hunt play Yeah, very brilliant, well. uh, brilliantly
2: at fullback. But I not understand it. But I suppose flip Parramatta out of this situation, nothing good to say about them. The Warriors, you've got to be happy with that if you're Mick Fadden. Yeah. He's done a really good job. He's got them doing the well, basics short term not, he has. I know, every but coach has he, had short term He's got the one thing going that they seem not to be able to do. And on top of that, uh, I think on the sly, a lot of people probably don't realise what I've been looking at, every week there's a couple of kids that I've heard about or that were similar in my age group. Bit that are just getting debuts or a game or a little bit of time he put Big Lousy in this week you've got Ignatius Parsi he's just slowly rolling these kids in so Smart. I like what he's doing and I don't know what it is I like the scrum push the old school scrum I was happy with that the halves we've already spoke about Tompkins look better there's nothing you can say to knock them down they were near perfect but they did play a bit of a weakened side Brisbane this week that'll Big be a challenge, massive yeah. challenge. up at Suncourt they get a week off they'll that's be a Saturday night
1: game
2: I think that's going to be yeah. cracker I can't wait for it yeah and they did a number on them last and they played them up there so I'd hope that the Warriors do another during number during origin but yeah fair enough generally. And that, that started that run that they had last year uh, the Eels doesn't get any easier they are at home but they're going to play CF Sydney and I think much like I said about the Roosters they'll be fired up are not going
1: that good yeah, but they've, so had
2: that, they've had that break, just like the Roosters, and I yeah. think it's time things would have been tuned up. If I don't see something this weekend, I'd be both a little bit worried. those halves
1: peering, just aren't like going.
2: Yeah, well, we'll have to wait and see what happens this weekend. But Saturday, this one was an absolute war. The Melbourne Storm against the Bulldogs, 6-4. Uh, it was a grind. It was a defensive battle. Melbourne seemed to have the better of the chances in the first half, but the Dogs' day was absolutely outstanding. I thought they had um, the better of the chances, both halves. Yeah, so I thought that's... at the back end of the second half yeah, they did. Um, I'd, and I'd, it was... You can't,
1: you know, if the dogs gave away that much ball in their line every week, they wouldn't make the eight, you know. But it was just one of those games, as an outlier in terms of, you know, the storm's execution probably wasn't as good as what it could have been. The weather played, I think, played into the hands of the Bulldogs and the fact that they scrambled well. It's a massive win for them. But if if teams think they can give Melbourne that much ball, I've seen Melbourne put 60 on sides that have given them that that, that much ball. And the
2: dogs could have easily been beaten by 30 in this game. I'll put it this way, and it's been my pet eight all year. Our back ones not doing great at all. They've been terrible as far as... Yeah,
1: look at. you've had interruptions. Slater was injured. Yeah, I know that, Trump but was injured. the
2: edges, the two centres and wingers... You're
1: still trying to find a replacement for Widop. There's yeah, a lot of things that's there, been the I'm main thinking. issue
2: all year, though. I think Roberts has done well, and I thought he was good on the weekend again. I thought he was great I thought the kicking game was good I thought his contributions are it's and It's not five. one person it's a combination the thing, the thing that kills me or it seems to be killing us every week defensively it's the edges it's the centre wing pairings which seem to be constantly changing and it's vice versa in attack it doesn't seem to be flowing as nice as it had in the past and Will Chambers I was frustrated watching Origin. He had a great game, he did. and he come back to club and he played like a goose again. He he hasn't been anywhere near his best this year. Uh, Alaa CC Wanga, who didn't have a game on the weekend. Beattie come in for his first game, and yeah. you know I thought he was okay without being fantastic. Yeah, he was okay. Yeah, the Bulldogs uh, certainly deserve that win. I thought they did, and I'm just going to start out that they look better with T-Rex and the halves than what they do with the other two. (laughs) And I don't care if they play and They honestly look better with T-Rex and the halves. I'm not going to argue with that. And Mitch Brown's got about five clubs chasing him, and I'm not surprised. I know he had a few drops the other week, but he's doing a really good job at fullback. I think him, again, looks better than Parrott did at back. Yeah. So uh, just a few small things going forward. We'll see how that plays out for him. But Stormer at home against the Canberra Raiders that one bit of a bogey side yeah bit of a yeah, bit of a bogey side the last few years and the Bulldogs, I think Melbourne will put 50 on them I've got to be honest well I hope so because I need Melbourne to start making a run for me and the Bulldogs have got the Titan, oh, the Tigers sorry it's an away game but it's at ANZ so it's not an away game home game it's anyway home game, and the Tigers I think are going to get hurt this weekend again I don't know I
1: just don't I don't see a lot of points in the Bulldogs so that, that's one thing that will keep the Tigers in I the game I don't
2: but I see them getting absolutely chewed this up said, that's middle. a Friday
1: night game okay? It's Friday night, no, it's not. No, nah, it's not. It's Friday night. Sunday, okay. That's all right. No, if Sunday is even better, you'll see a bit a bit more open. So,
2: yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But I, I really do feel that the big forward packs is just going to chew them up, but we'll have to wait and see. Sunday, Canberra, 36 to 20 over the Titans. Um, I know you weren't really happy with the Titans performance early on. I thought it was a bit of a tussle, it was a bit of a back and forth. I don't try for try at 10 all, but. Uh, a bit of Milford magic, obviously separated that. Two tries, two assists. He you know, set up four of the five uh, pretty much off his own bat. And I think at the end of the day, that's the difference. Oh, I think the Titans were just bad. I don't rate Canberra at all. Simple as that. The, the Titans were
1: bad. Um, and I guess, yeah, probably the difference was his little bit of class. I'd well, like I, to see him do I'm, it more I'm not going to lie. Though.
2: I, I thought that was one of their better games. Cool. Um, Canberra campeasy oh, yeah. ran for the first time. Yeah, tournament. but I still I still
1: think the Titans were way
2: off the pace. Oh I'm just if saying if the Titans are on their game, that's they probably win. For the things we've harped on for weeks and weeks for Cameron to do, they did it on the weekend. Mm. campeasy went forward, he tried to move the ball, it straightened things up from a Yeah, but it's think, easy to do that against a side yeah, that's not still. They you know? still had Dave Taylor, Nate Miles, they had some origin plays in there. Okay. So and just, vice versa. Saw, on the flip side, Cameron Cameron worst been, game. Cameron's going the worst game Papali, Papali's been at of origin, so if you want to look at it on that kind of calibre of things. They've got their oh, I'm not saying, problems as well. I just think the Titans
1: are probably playing as bad as anyone on their day at the moment. And to think that Canberra beat him
2: is just just highlights that. I oh, still I thought Milford was brilliant, the halves were better. I like the fact that he finally dropped Brett White and sped things up with Vaughan in the front row. I thought they really set the tone. Croker, over two hundred metres again. The blokes are freak. Just give him early ball.
1: We'll see how uh, they get down in Melbourne.
2: Oh, definitely. And I thought Branko was good before he went off with a hamstring injury. Uh, they're feeling the pinch a little bit. They've got Jared Kennedy filling at the center spot this week, so they're a bit light well, on. Let's let's
1: highlight why. Like, the fact that they're second running almost last, cap. and apparently they've spent over their second-tier salary cap, I'd find it <laughs> astonishing if Canberra have spent up to their maximum on the first-tier salary cap or the normal salary cap and then gone over again on the second tier. I would find it astonishing. Mm. Like there must be some
2: players there here that are getting paid overs for the way they're playing. Well the cap's gone up, so there'd be room there, but it's what we talked about in the Well, car. I think it's ridiculous the the fact well, really that on, if you, there you is room, there space. is room in the first cap, why, why the hell can't they use it on the second team? Well, it's due like we by the NRO, even though they said they've doubled the amount this year, there's obviously not enough money in there well, to cover like it. I'd
1: like just to hear, like get clarification yeah. on how that all works, but they're, they're, that's a bit of a grey area. Sometimes just like like now we've heard about it, but there's no real explanation for how all that works, so
2: yeah.
1: Maybe uh, we need to do a bit
2: of research in that. But simple and straightforward. Outdone. No idea why he played Kelly when he was busted. Um,
1: well, he's got no other options, mate. I, yeah, I, I'm still, not going to the bloke. The, bloke but,
2: the bloke's not even running on a leg in the veins. He's got multiple problems. resting. They're like, oh, we're just seeing yeah, how. But we after go. Monday
1: like, night, he's probably thought, well, I'm a chance of making the eight. Yeah, but,
2: they probably but were. He was, if they he, he that was game. hurt after Monday, worse than he was again. Now he's yeah, already right, run right. busted. So you've just made know. things worse for him again. I think. Obviously, Carter was the standout, we all know that. Carter it's was been brilliant. brilliant, mate.
1: He's been their best player He's ever bashed
2: years. everybody, he slammed a few people on the weekend, he runs hard, his lines are always good. And I'm still the other one, I want to know where Ryan James is. Yeah, well, he got that payday. Who's going to be? They've, what, they've, they've the had a fight. They've and... had a fight or something's going on. Because he's definitely not injured at the moment. Or he's just not playing well, <laughs> mate. Something's, something's going on. But there, I think that's another one of those ones. They played good when it was contract time, and then things were obviously at the skids, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a few troops to come back there, but they're hurting too. Harrison retiring doesn't help. A few other blokes down. It's it's never a good time, I and mean, we've said it uh, the last couple of years. You blokes always run short uh, around Origin time, then afterwards, There's just never the squad depth there for them to to be able to make the forms.
1: 100 percent.
2: And it's not going to get any easier this way. They've probably got the hardest game, uh, I think, mentally, and as far as passion is going to be concerned, they got to play Newcastle at Newcastle in the Rise for Alex round, which is I think is going to be an absolute bloodbath. Mm as Far as they're concerned, if they'll fight up that day when they first went back for, for Alex when they played the Sharks, I'd hate to see what they're like today when he actually goes to this you know, on that day when he's at the stadium and then the days build around him and they're playing for their teammate. I think it's going to be a they'll get uh, murdered. pretty brutal result with Canberra, like you said. Uh, good test for down there away to Melbourne. Melbourne need to start rolling. This is momentum time now. This has to be a way they'll murder Canberra. So, uh, I'd like to think so about a Melbourne man, but uh, yeah. Stranger things that happened, and we haven't really clicked or put any runs together this year, besides those first few games where we were undefeated after four. And yeah. since then, it's been one, two, two loss, stuff like that. So it's time for them to click. But Sunday, we just touched on Newcastle. Newcastle with a great comeback win, thirty-one to eighteen, over the Sharks. And the Sharks started fast. I thought they were pretty good. Um, you know, for the here and they've been dealt. They got a few players back, but <clears throat> obviously uh, some new blood in there, and still a couple of young blokes like Brown and. And Gogan, but full credit Newcastle. I thought they were never out of it. They had some opportunities that just didn't seem to pan out, like Mullins drop over the line, and uh, Roberts got a little bit greedy there and stuck his mid out when House and had that ball coming to him in the chest. So uh, you know they were down 18 zip, but once they took control, settled down a little bit. Got well, the, the best ex- thing to me out of all that was they they
1: just they kept their composure and that they that's rolled. What, that, that's what made the difference. Once possession rolled back in their favour. They made the most of it, and it won them the game.
2: And I'm going to throw it out there again. We whinged about it, and I thought it was spot on, that Gidley was killing them playing out a hooker, and why Clydesdale got a four-year deal and was touted if he wasn't playing there. Mm. The moment they fixed up that spine, yeah. put Clydesdale where he belongs, uh, you know they moved Roberts out of the halves. I don't completely agree with that. Um, but at the same time, he's better off being that utility role on the bench to allow that spine to flow how it should, which mm. is Clydesdale is the genuine nine in that team. He should be playing nine. Okay. And it's opened everything up. We said that for. And Mullen's playing better.
1: Know. So, you know, they're, they're, Since the start of the year, I don't, right? yeah.
2: Yeah, but that, that key figure is the spine. The nine's been better, the halves been better, even Boyd's been better as much as I hate to say it. It's not rockets. And that unlocks everything, so. Exactly. Um, 31 answered points, absolutely brilliant. Not going to take any away from the Sharkies. I thought they were pretty good. Uh, second half, they just got trampled on a little bit, that's all. That's three in a row now for Newcastle. They're rolling mathematically, they're a chance for finals. I can't, I can't see it happening, I but. Hope. Yeah, they go home this week for the Rice Relics round against the Titans and Cronulla. They've got the Cowboys at home. and I think this is a tough game for the Cowboys. You, they're, they're always tough when they're at home. Mm. For feeders back, probably obviously, gallon's probably going to be out. Night but game. Yeah, when you go to the prison, you know you're going to be in for a game. And I hope the Sharkies don't get the spoon, to be honest. I really hope they get themselves out of the bottom. Yeah. but uh, well, I don't
1: think they deserve the spoon I think they've
2: had
1: Not circumstances, the circumstances their Jesus control, Christ, that have yeah. affected them.
2: But we wrap things up on Monday night. The Penny Panthers, probably the game of the round, 35. To 34 <laughs> it was 12, a nil cup game. I had to check, Mate, it was the NRL game. Twelve zip in you know blink of an eye. It the, was, yeah. And then the next thing you know, Mansell has the ankle problem. We're hearing you know he's been named this weekend. We're hearing he won't play, but he'll probably be uh, maybe a week or two. Peachy still haven't got the results from the scans, but suspected torn pectoral muscle. If that's the case, he'll definitely be out for the rest of this season. But after that, eighteen twelve down. Their middle just fell apart. They got. I know there was changes. Those players, but their middle just disintegrated. Yeah. They got rolled over like a Sherman tank, but that moment of brilliance at half time switched the whole game. Jamie Sauer, when I mean, he just put the burners on, and I, I love the fact he backed himself because when he was heading for the corner, a lot of people would just would have thought, you're not going to get there, but he had a plan. Good on Nagyma for being there, and I really think that set them into half time with a positive attitude. If, if they went in 18 12 after that rush, I thought they would have come back out a bit flat, but mm. um, yeah, he, he stood up and really took control last night. It was
1: a, It was a game that just ebbed and flowed. Like, I, you could have swore that Penrith had the game in the bag. At, I think it was 34-20 or... 34 and then they let
2: them score three. Yeah. They scored the first three, second half, and then Brisbane scored the...
1: Yeah, it was just a game of... You know, well, four halves, really. The game went in patches like that. It was. It was, was sort of Penrith for the first two to one. Penrith, three to the Broncos, and yeah. then yeah,
2: three or four to Penrith, and Penrith then, then three to the again. Brisbane, and then at the end it came down to a field goal. Yeah,
1: poor old Josh McGuire. I thought he had a pretty good game up until then, and oh mate. that pill. He's so. been
2: probably their best player as far as forwards. Yeah, so I, I love like the
1: you. fact in the last couple of weeks he's just got the crap out of his game, and just played hard. Well, like that's that's all I want to. Say. That's his job. That's your job. Your well, job's, not, he, job's he, not to be a grub. Your job is to, you know, be aggressive by all means, but. Uh,
2: not be a grub well he's a target of Penrith going forward and I can't blame him I really like the bloke he's mobile he's probably a more modern front row and they're Mm. going to need one in the next year or two but uh, if he was available he's someone I'd certainly be looking at buying if you're looking for a front row he finally got his call up in that origin squad too you know he's not too far away from getting his chance in that arena Um, Parker as always was absolutely outstanding and uh, yeah, that, up to the last moment is what I loved. Even after the field goal, Brisbane got the ball back. Obviously, Hodges spilled the pill, but that game was just never over. No, it, it was an absolutely brilliant game of rugby league. So mm. uh, absolutely wrapped with that. And the Panthers—they've named Maddie Moylan at five eight this week. Darlene with Teens Lesniak's going to be playing fullback.
1: Oh, I'd imagine Mansell won't play. Dylan will go to the wing, and Moylan will go to fullback, and they'll throw Cartwright in at six again. Uh, Yao has been named as eighteenth man, but. I'll be interested to see how they reshuffle.
2: I thought they would have put Yo there and just left it. To be honest, how things were. You
1: reckon?
2: Yeah. Mm. Well, unless they were going to put Yo, put Yo on the wing, Yo on the, in the centres, push someone to uh, down to the wing, put Moylan back, and bring Cartwright into starting five. That's what I said. Yeah, That's I the other shuffle. But we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I was kind of surprised Humble didn't come in just because he's been in good form. Mm. I've seen some of the cup games, something like six times. I think in a if they would have lost on Monday night,
1: you probably would have seen Humble come in. Mm. But because they did the job. Um, yeah, keep the same side. Or but they've much, got close to the same side.
2: Regardless over the next few weeks, if that's a problem, they've got options. Yep. Cartwright can play there. Brown's even played in the halves. You know, you like you've just mentioned, you've got Tommy Humble down there and yeah. Will Smith. So really looking,
1: looking forward to this game. They're, the they're
2: very well groomed for this situation. And on top of that, the hooker for the New South Wales Cup not at the moment, but beforehand, Daniel Foster is played in the halves for Samoa and in the grand final for the 20s. So yeah. it's not like they don't have choice options there for the next few weeks if they really wanted to no, change things up. So not a bad spot, but a tough game against the Roosters and the Broncos. It doesn't get any easier. They do go home, but the Warriors, the Warriors have been outstanding. So, uh, you know, that's a big test for them. And if they want to keep their place in the eight, uh, like Melbourne, and kind of secure those final two positions, they're going to have to probably chalk up a win here. Yeah, there's a lot of games this week I'm, I'm really looking forward to. I mean, there's a lot in that little... Uh, log jam that are going to count for it. You know, the Eels get south within that log jam, the Tigers get the Dogs, Warren that log jam, and St. George get the Seagulls. And they're kind of through those three teams just on the brink there yeah. that you look at and think they could push in. They've all got, you know, top contenders there. Yeah. They're, they're probably going to push them back down. So uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the round coming up this weekend. But that wraps us up for the reviews of the games. Uh, we'll jump in now to our Lions game and get the odds from sportingbet.com. Alrighty, righty. The odds in our lines game brought to you by SportingBet.com. If you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, there is no better bet than a sporting bet. And we kick things off. Friday night game, it's the Cronulla Sharks versus the Cowboys. And, Brock, your line is minus four. I've gone at minus four and a half. That's obviously in the Cowboys' favor. The bookies have seen it at minus four, $1.90. So that's one to you. The Cronulla Sharks, $2.35. Outsiders at home, and the Cowboys are paying a buck sixty. Yeah, it's a
1: difficult game to pick. It's probably a steer clear game, I'd imagine. If if you like the Sharks, probably just take the Sharkies with a start. Yeah, I I don't think it's enough start if if uh, the Cowboys get rolling. But if you're confident, you could really put money on their form and 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 they're
2: at home. I I don't see why you couldn't have a dig at Ramondas, but yeah, Uh, you know, I didn't like I said, I didn't like bad last week. I think they got run down by a better team, but they're in that game. No, they're yeah, in that game. They've been a lot better, obviously, the two weeks prior of the two big wins. They've almost been better away from home this <clears> year, No, they really strange, have. Strangely. With the odds stacked against them. And it, but Ramondas last year was an absolute graveyard. It is a graveyard. But Friday again, the Parramatta Eels at home to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I've gone minus 5.5 to South. So you've gone minus 6. It was minus 5.5. South, $1. fifty favourites against Parramatta at $2.60. Yeah, I, I...
1: I think it's just... Well, their, I understand their home South record. lost to... Um, the home record definitely in the Titans as well so I guess that's uh, still fresh in the, the minor bookies and punters I guess but you, you probably couldn't have enough money on Sears in this one I wouldn't mm.
2: think yeah I'm with you Saturday the Sydney Roosters versus the Penny Panthers uh, home game to the Roosters I've got minus 6.5 to them you went more, uh, minus 3.5 the line is minus 10.5 wow. so pretty ruthless there the Roosters twenty six favourites against the Panthers $3.90 so there you go 2 on your way Yep, two one at the moment. Saturday again, the Melbourne Storm versus the Canberra Raiders. Uh I've gone minus fourteen and a half to the storm. You've gone minus twelve and a half to the storm. The line is minus twelve at a dollar ninety one. 91. Melbourne a dollar twenty favourites. Canberra four dollar sixty five outsiders. I don't
1: know whether Melbourne deserved to be dollar twenty. But nah, I mean Canberra, well, it's just the bookies obviously feel as though I feel that. Well, after Canberra such are
2: rubbish. after such a long period of time, even after this, the bookies still will never give that kind of slack for a, a Melbourne Storm side. Well, they're the biggest biggest outsiders around Canberra, and it's just always been that way. You can never really get uh, value on Melbourne, full stop. Can you? No. Uh, unless they play a game against Manly or someone of that kind of echelon. And those ones usually just stick. Little. I guess
1: if you think Melbourne are going to struggle to score points again or you think the Raiders are going to a the chance, then and, and 12 yeah. start is massive. You so. take 12 and a half start, yeah. yeah. You do yourself a favour. got well, to you go and pick your own line and pick eight and a half and a half or something. you are probably get $1.64. Yeah, still get so. some
2: good value there. Uh, the final game on Saturday, the Brisbane Broncos at home at Suncorp versus the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, I've gone Brisbane minus minus three and a half. You went minus one and a half. The bookies agree with you minus one and a half. The Broncos are dollar eighty favorites. The Warriors shortened in already from two dollars thirty to two dollars and two cents. Okay, so three two to me. I've taken the lead. Three two. I, I really like the Warriors in this one. I'd be happy with a straight bet. I almost um, I almost
1: did the line to push uh to the Warriors, but I you know. I guess a, I guess a one and a half wide. They're is both they're really both anyway. on
2: the eight. They're pretty even on the table. Yeah. Origin players, but I, I can't guess home ground it. advantage
1: gives Brisbane the and, and
2: Brisbane. the travel for them. But yeah, I'm really hot on the Warriors right now. I love the way they're playing their football. But Sunday, the Newcastle Knights at home to the Titans. It's the rise for Alex Round. I think we could all see this coming. I went minus six and a half. You went minus eight. The bookies disagree. They're minus ten. But that one obviously closest to your favour. A dollar twenty eight favourites. The Titans at three dollars seventy five. I think this will be an absolute bloodbath. I agree. No, I don't I, think I, you can get enough I, on. Is Greg Wood back? I don't
1: mean, think he's back. I oh, know he's not. He got two games, so now he won't be back for this one. And that's going to be a struggle straight for the Titans.
2: Yeah, like I said, yeah. I, I really think this is thirteen plus city. If you want to chuck something in your multi, but yeah, Sunday again, the West Tigers versus the Bulldogs. Uh, it's the Tigers' home game, but it's at ANZ anyway, so. Doggies are at home. I went minus six and a half to the dogs. You went minus seven and a half. Uh, they went minus eight and a half. So the doggies, a dollar thirty-four favorites. The West Tigers, three dollars thirty. Then understandable the amount of injuries they've got at the moment. It is, yeah. But yeah,
1: hundred percent. It's some of these lines are they're hard to do, especially so early in the week. Um, and you don't really know the sides, but. Um, that's a, that's the way we've gone.
2: Yeah, 100%. Monday night, the St. George Illawarra Dragons versus the Manly Seagulls. Uh, this one is a bit of a dark horse, I think. Man, this is a real gauge, as we said early on, for St. George to see where they're going. Good value on St. George. What is it? $2.90. Yeah. yeah, well, first of all, I went minus 6.5. You went minus 5.5. Minus 6.5, but it's already done and dusted. 5-3 to you, you win that one. But Manly, forty Favorites away from home and $2.80 about the Dragons yeah it's a good value Trent Marin's out though, so that's kind of my only real downside there I'm not saying they can't win without him but he's always a big boost good second phase and plays well especially while they've had go for the last few weeks the, and they need he to he hasn't been, too. Yeah, but he hasn't been the one having to try and lay that damage the damage has been done for him it makes him even more effective yeah. but uh, missing him is obviously going to be a bit of a blow um, I don't know out of all those like I said yeah, I kind of like the Dragons but the Merrin thing to me just takes away a little bit of the X factor, but for me, the better the round would be the Warriors at two dollars two. And that's what you're having as your charity bet this yep, week. Yep, that's my charity bet. Your
1: charity um, bet? I'm having South Sydney minus five and a half at a dollar ninety one into Newcastle minus ten at a dollar and that gives me the multi odds of three sixty
2: five. Oh, I hope we'll be chalking up some money there for a worthy charity. Got,
1: that... I think we've got about a thousand in the bank at the moment. It's so not too bad. I'm after my Sharkies win, got us, <clears> got us up there a little bit. So hopefully, we can uh, both get one here. and um will have a bit more cabage. One hundred
2: percent and that brings the lines now to ten eight. It was ten seven before, so you're slowly close, slowly close. fighting your way back in. There's been a few there that have been decided by one and yeah, you know, it's, it's good. It's competitive, I like it. But most importantly, a very big thank you as always goes to sportingbet.com and I'll repeat it and I'll say it and I'll say it and I'll say it and I'll say it. The free bets, people still not claiming them, you're gooses. Mm. Dead set. If you get tagged in it and I tag you and I like your comment, I do everything to make sure there's a notification in your inbox. Inboxes. Win free collage <sighs> It's not rocket science. If you don't like cash, you're an idiot and you should bash it on the table. Yeah. Pretty oh, well, some people who don't punt, that's fine. Oh, that's fine. Uh, but
1: but even if you do, if you don't punt, let us know because, and uh, we'll just donate at charity Yeah, because we'll it's have it as a
2: charity And we'll give you a shout out and put your name to it. It's always yeah. fine that way, but that's more than anything. Just put your name to it. Yeah. If you're a winner. At, uh, sportingbet.com Outstanding Top notch Yeah, We're hoping to get Andrew bikes. back
1: on next week So
2: Hopefully will have Andrew back from his Las Vegas adventure I think we've lost him He's like Doug a hole. We've lost him like Doug from The Hangover Yeah, He's disappeared, yeah. we can't find him He's on the roof of the MGM Grand But as we've said before, NRL or any sport If you want to have a punt, there's no better bet than a sporting bet So get on to Sportingbet.com <laughs> It's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. Well, I've played his theme music, but he's not here. Mr. Gossip, for the first time, is a no-show. He's Crook the Big Dog. He said he makes John Farnham sound like Jimmy Barnes or something like that in a text message. didn't make sense to me. Or I didn't read it properly, but he's got no voice. He's crook as a dog. He's gone skis, so he sent me the rap sheet this week. It might be an anniversary or something. He might have wanted to get on the job early. Get on the job early? <laughs> well, I said, right. I said to him, has he been drinking the Italian beer like you from the bathtub? And he said he never would. But then he told me he's been drinking something like Newcastle Brown Ale. I think that might have something to do with it. Hey. Who,
1: who wouldn't rather a Peroni over a bloody
2: Newcastle Ale? Well, I wouldn't either, either of them. I'd rather have a Golden Chancer or just a New on Tap. New on oh. Tap is king of all, but... Poison. He's not here, but we, we, I've got his tips. I've got his rap sheet. We'll start off, first of all, tipping update from last week. Gossip got three, taking him to 75. You got two, taking you to 64. And I got a perfect round, six from six. Right so, on, That's a good effort. I'm on 72. I'm, so you're back. You're back in the I've game. I've cut the lead from you. six. I've cut it down to three. You just got to be patient. And I've man. pushed eight clear of uh, yourself. So Yeah, well, I'm in massive um, trouble now. Yeah, we, You're 11 away from him and yeah, eight off. So but there are now eight game rounds with eight to go. So there's plenty of games to go. Pretty much. Uh, we won't do tips, obviously. We'll jump into the rap sheet. And I feel a bit privileged here to have all the dirt. Yeah. It's, uh, it's strange being on the opposite side of things. Well, no, so I'm
1: feeling weird. I'm feeling the hot seat. Now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have, have to spot. treat
2: you more as a dual role here. You're going to have to kick us off. But uh, first thing on the agenda is obviously Benny Hunt. We know he's a uh, hot name on the market. He's played very well this year, found himself in the Origin squad. Big raps, big numbers, uh, a top-key chip. There's not enough halves going around. Well, the Sharks are in the hunt. They've obviously got some spare cash cashola now that Todd Carney is gone, and Brisbane... Uh, tipped in for Milford Barber also talking about Daly Cherry Evans so the Sharkies have obviously thrown their hat in the ring well fair enough too they'd have a bit of uh,
1: spare coin or spare church change left over from Todd Carney who I think would have been definitely one of the highest paid players on their roster so uh, I'd imagine that'd be more than enough to uh, get Ben Hunt uh, on, on the right. roster and mate he's improving he's playing as we've said all season he's been playing without a Haas partner
2: all year I'm chucking it out there if he won the Dalian I wouldn't be surprised I reckon he's been that good and I, like I've said it before and I've said it again for people that have bagged him or done anything, if you haven't watched a game this year or you you brag on him you're an idiot I was a bit critical of him last night kicking
1: that good. field goal with about five to go and that was a set where um Moyland steps how went through and they scored. I thought it was a little bit negative to go for the field goal. Well, that was the only knock on Honey's game. But look watching who, him live, I was really impressed yeah. with what he was doing. Look who got him! Look got him in the game, though. And yeah, you know, oh, the one thing, I, mean, I, I said it earlier, I, I, I just thought it was a, a big play and just a
2: little bit negative at that time. The one thing that halves don't do, enough of them don't do, is take on the line. Right, he, he has more. He's not real big. He, he has more line running line breaks than just about anyone in the comp. He's got ten or eleven more than any half. Not only does he break the line and uh, you know challenge them, but he can set him up too. He's been absolutely superb. And yeah. he's had one a. And like, he's,
1: he's quick over a short, um, short
2: meterage, you know. And he's short had a distances. lack of help. If I'm the Sharks and that's an option with that cash, I reckon that's a great place to be putting it. Yeah, definitely. To a bloke like Ben Hunt. But uh, we'll leave that one behind, move on. Wayne Bennett, that's obviously been the big topic he's got here. Uh, who's after him? We obviously know the Dragons are in the hunt, but also the Titans. But the biggest issue for those two in chasing and being the front runners is financial issues. Hmm. Well, I
1: don't know. Titans.
2: Well, the Titans, we obviously know, had the the breakdown in funds last year and the takeover. The transfer hands yeah. from the debt. and we've obviously heard numerous times from Mister Gossip, uh, you know, from his insiders that there's been troubles with money at St George. Obviously, that's why they never really wanted to get rid of Price. They didn't want to have to be paying two coaches and other well, who's issues. Who's got the
1: biggest co- bigger coffers to call on? I mean, who's got the bigger bigger sponsors, bigger, I guess, private backing? I'd imagine I'd imagine the Titans would, wouldn't they?
2: I don't know. I thought, thought they'd be in a safer position after the transfer, yeah. uh, as far as money's concerned. But they've obviously got the issue, what we're talking about. If the Dragons were to pay, sure, they'd have to pay uh, You know, probably more than they were willing to, but they're not paying the coach right now, whereas the Titans yeah. would have to sever with Cartwright, and he's on a good package right now. So, he um, well, is, yeah. In that regard, I if, if they're in financial trouble, it's not ideal to be paying two coaches. But uh, I think we spoke about it earlier. Queensland... Well, the Dragons are painful. It seems like that? a more li- liable place for him to be going or a smarter place for him to go. And I think somewhere like the Titans or the Cowboys could use him more than anybody. I think there's only two, two places to be going. Broncos, Titans. That's yeah. it. Simple. But where would you prefer him to go? Titans, of course. Another
1: new challenge? I, I just think there's a, there's a whole string and list of things that I could go through at the Titans over the last probably four years, ever since we won that Wooden Spoon in... I think it was 2011 we won the Wooden Spoon. But the the year after being one one game off a grand final, and we had a great year in 2010. And well, the That big, was probably when that roster peaked, but...
2: The biggest thing... Your roster the problem
1: was that in 2010, they signed all these blokes to extended deals to go past... The
2: they're, they were or too old. 100%. But that's half the problem. Your roster hasn't changed. It hasn't. And it's a boys' club. It hasn't. You're similar to the Sharks in that
1: regard. Um, I think... <clears throat> To be honest, I thought, obviously, the influence that Graham Annesley can have in such a short space of time is minimal, but I'll be interested to see uh, what sort of off-season moves we make. I'd like to see us push a few guys out. Like, like like we mentioned before, you know, your Ryan Jameses of the world, just get rid of him. I'd rather a guy that's probably not as good as Ryan James, but you know he's going to turn up and have a crack every week, similar to how the Panth- uh, Panthers have built their off just just get get a pool of players that you know are consistent. They're good people. Uh, they're not going to play up off the field, um, and they're going to put in each week. Back no, right. to Bennett. I, yeah, I, me, well, I'm not sure what you're thinking, but I just think it's highly unlikely he'll go back to the Dragons, unless it's short, short, short I, I term. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be
2: taking it it's, And I agree with you. I, I already explained my reason if it's that. Them, I wouldn't be
1: taking it back. If it's them, no way.
2: No. Well, we move on uh, a bit of... News out of the Tigers obviously are expecting Mick Potter to get an extension. That still hasn't been forthcoming. There's been knocks that the Knights are interested, but the Tigers, uh, on their side of things, are set to meet Laurie Daly next week to speak to him about possibly coaching. What? Really? Well, That's what he's got here on his rap sheet. I'm a bit surprised by that. I don't understand how you can knock Potter again. When Tedesco, Simona, Noffluma, Richards, uh, you know, Fulton's pulled out for the rest of the year, he hasn't had Gavay. He's had two blokes at Origin that are key parts to his side. I still don't know you can have a knock on him.
1: I'll tell you what, I'm I'm not going to bag Laurie Daly, but the New South Wales side got worse as the Origin series went yeah. on.
2: And it's not club
1: footy. A it's, club it's footy, totally different, totally different boost.
2: Management, recruitment, junior development. It's not like reps where Street. Just walk into a camp, have a bunch of staff, and go, hey, hey. Let's run things for a week or yeah. so. And
1: there are issues—the issues across all three games that were evident in Game One that didn't get fixed.
2: Yeah, I, I don't even
1: know how they're thinking about it. If they were to let Porter go, they should be ashamed yeah. of themselves. But if, I, but if you're Laurie Daly, then I'm probably looking to cash in a little bit. But he's already said that he's going to coach again next year. Yeah, at exactly. Origin,
2: so why would Which you mean you means that he
1: doesn't—he can't—he can't coach club and coach Origin, haven't no, they? that's that what goal. I'm
2: saying. Why, why wouldn't you just stay? I, I reckon it's smoke I don't think it's happening. Maybe it's well, to get Potter pot to take less money. And he's obviously said that he's not interested. In maybe there has
1: been a contract come, come uh, well, to He's gone. no, I want more than that, or I want more years, or maybe it's a bit of a smokescreen. Well,
2: they better act because we know that Newcastle have obviously dipped in the pot there and had a talk about maybe bringing him up there. So the Tigers better do something uh, on their front. The Roosters, uh, I think we've all heard this, have now severed ties with Newtown, a mm. fellow foundation club. They're going to be joining up with the Wiring Roos, uh, smart move, as far as I'm concerned. Smart move. Puts a foothold on the Central Coast there in New South Wales, a region that was trying to get their own team in the NRL. Yep. Plenty of players there, as we spoke about earlier. they got the Centurions and the Harold Mats and the SG Ball. Newcastle were dipping in there, but uh, a second pool. Well, Wyoming are we already in the New South Wales Cup. Yeah, they are now, but it's a second pool pretty much just of juniors from that region uh, for the Roosters who also got a team down here in Glenmore Park. For you know a region where they don't produce any juniors, the only one they've ever produced is Tom Simons, and he now plays for Manly. Yep. As far as first grade's concerned, so smart move by them. Breith and Astor is 100% set to retire now.
1: Yeah, disappointing. Oh, he was having a great year. Yeah,
2: he was playing pretty. He was well. probably
1: playing his best season since that 2020, uh, 2010 season at the Roosters where he led them to the grand final. Yeah,
2: well, I kind of felt bad for him last year thinking he was going to be one of those players that made a late move to a club and things finished on, on a sour note but it was looking like he was going to go out on a high this year but mm. uh, unfortunately that boy... Yeah, so, I, I felt
1: sorry for him ever since he came into first grade. It, they Everyone labelled him mm. the next Brad Fittler and obviously me being a massive Freddie Fittler fan, he was never never sort of the same player, same character. Mm. Um, obviously a player with immense talent and you know, did he fulfil his talent? Well, I think he won a couple of grand finals, and he's played at um,
2: three big clubs. Uh, he, he's had a he's had a very good career. Oh, a bit massively, and he's played for a show, and he's played for New South Wales. Exactly. So can't have uh, you know any any more credits to yourself as far as the players concerned. Yeah, and he's had some tough times as well. Like he had um, some family issues there. And, oh, he's copped um, plenty as well. Yeah, he has. At the storm on that similar note to the Roosters, uh, they have severed ties with the Sharks. Not like there was any big agreement or deal there. They're they're only feeding a couple of players in a week. They're not really helping out in any other regard, but they've decided to have a second foothold uh, up there in Queensland. They've obviously linked up with a very powerful club, the East Tigers. So they're going to have have a New South Wales Cup team No, they're going to have two feeds into uh, the Queensland Cup. So the team they've taken on to now, Sunshine Coast Falcons, they've only had their first win on the weekend, but I don't think they're interested in that side of things because they only send four or five up a week. They're interested in the 3,300 juniors in that region uh, that have virtually been left untapped by the Broncos, Cowboys and Titans. So you look at the the roster of Queenslanders they've brought through, you can't blame them for having two footholds up there.
0: Mm.
2: No. you know, They no. don't spend much time in the New South Wales way of things, so well,
1: I think that's um, um that's <clears throat> yeah. the same club that
2: uh
1: Daily Chair Evans came out of.
2: Yeah, well they weren't they weren't bearing any fruits obviously from that Sharks relationship. So does not that like, mean that Manly have severed ties with They've never been. Everyone from New South Wales had to have a New South Wales Cup team. I don't remember that rule coming in. Okay. Only teams are allowed to play out of the the district. Uh, But
1: Manly had a few...
2: Yeah, that was a couple of years the, ago, okay.
1: though. But that, so obviously that's obviously... That so, they up. have to have
2: their own The New South Wales Cup side now, just like everybody else. That got cut off, I think, uh, yeah. before last year. Yeah, but you year. could
1: still have an affiliation with the Queensland Cup Not side. anymore, you can't. Oh, you're not
2: last ahead. year, you had to go full-fledged. So okay. none of them have had any affiliation besides Melbourne and the outside teams. Even Canberra had to come to New South Wales Cup. That's why they linked up with Mounties. Yeah, OK. So that's why that... Well, sorry, they're actually exempt to yeah. the rule, too. They've still got a partial link to South Logan. All yeah. El- the New South Wales-based teams have to be in the New South Wales Cup as of last year, so Manly haven't had that tie. Um, Manly, on that note, as we heard earlier in the week, the Warriors come back with another dip, but uh, Stevie Matoy, $2.5 million over four years, which I think is deserved, but ridiculous from their point of view with the centres they've got for a bloke who would be 34 at the end of that deal, but Manly have said no, they won't release him. Yeah. Well, no no problems. I don't have a problem with it. I'm kind of agitated purely on the fact of he stayed three times already for less money. He's kind of get to that point you know, where they're a team that kind of struggles with salary cap or they're trying to fight to get people under. If somebody who's given me so much good service comes in and he's only got a year to go and there's that kind of money on the line, I'm probably happy to sit down and say, you know what, you've done so much for this club. You've played, I think he's 11th season now. Mm. I'd be happy to let him go get that money because he's not going to get it from me I and mean, He's taken three pay cuts before. I think he's due. That's just my opinion, but it's not like he's one of these blokes who signed a five-year deal, been there for two years, become a superstar, and big money's come along. He's busted his ass for Manly, so uh, that's probably why. I can see that side of it as well. Yeah, and we wrap things up. Last bit of news he's got here. The Bulldogs are obviously uh, looking for a full-back still, and they're split, apparently, as far as the board are concerned, in recruitment on whether they should go after Kirtley Beal or Darish Boyd. Well, I'd imagine you're not going to get Boyd without Bennett. So I'd just put a pen through that. Well, I still don't think you'll get Bill Purely on next year being a World Cup. That was more yeah, likely. I, I, I'd, I'd see how the Waratahs finish off this season. Obviously, they're flying at the moment. But. And he's not playing the position he wants, the Waratahs, either. I know he's had a good year, but he's playing... Uh, I think It'd be being, pretty tough, but to leave a team that won the competition. Yeah, but the money thing's also coming into it now. You've got to realise we've kind of jumped on par. They're financially Australian, the Wallaby payments. We're probably offering more. The Wallaby payments have gone down big time. Mm. The club payments are still boosted, some supplemented somewhat by the Australian Rugby Union, but the World Cup's only draw card I look at and think would he leave? Well, you look at the bloody honey badger how honey badger yeah, well, he's, he's
1: left to go to Japan that's going
2: to Japan he, and he's, he's,
1: only, he's only really just cracked it in
2: rugby and he's later a bloomer I think so he, I don't blame he's him. Going and he's him. also got some family illnesses and issues that I read about the other day so I can completely yeah. understand his circumstances but uh, Beal or Boyd depending on the money I'd want Beal to be honest I think Beale, well, I'd love to see Beal I think Beal would really blue. suit that and just on a consistency basis if Darius Boyd not having his daddy Wayne Bennett, I wouldn't trust myself to sign him. <laughs> no. To be honest, I think he'll follow Wayne. So I don't even know why they've been inquiring. Yeah, and if he's going to get the same price he's got now, six hundred plus add-ons, he's not worth it. I mate. think he'd be the same as all well. He'd want to go. He wants to go home. He wants to go back to Queensland. Yeah, I'm 100 percent with you. But that wraps up gossips rap sheet. So we'll jump in to the tips. He sent all his through already. But we start off on Friday night, Ramonda Stadium. It's the Sharks versus the Cowboys. He's gone the Cowboys. I've also gone the Cowboys. What are you thinking? I have to go to the Sharks. I have to just. Pick the upsets. Just going that way, are you now? That's the way it's got to. Yeah. Friday, Tech. you've got the Eels versus Souths. Uh, I think this one's pretty straightforward. Yeah, They're it's struggling it's on troops. I've right. got to go Souths and Gossip. And you both think the same way. Free spins. Yep. Saturday, Allianz Stadium, it's the Sydney Roosters after the break. Uh, I bet they'll be fired up versus the Penny Panthers. Um, I've gone the Roosters. Yeah, I'd love to see the Panthers win, but I can't see that, mean no, I think Just short turnaround And injuries and They've been consistent to the origin period But there's tough times Coming up now I think they're going to Have to lose their game Or two on the way home and the, You can't maintain time, that streak
1: They go to Bathurst Next week The Panthers to play the Sharks so yeah, I, the think, I think they'll sort of be Looking just to get Through this one unscathed And then trying to Trying to roll the Sharks At Bathurst And that'll get them 28 points Which will Almost get him in the eight.
2: Yep. Well, free spins again. We've all gone the Roosters Saturday again. Amy Park, the Melbourne Storm versus the Canberra Raiders at home. I have to go Melbourne. Melbourne have not lost, as we've said, since Craig Bellamy come in, more than two games in a row. So they're on that streak again. They've lost two in a row. This is a win. Yeah, I think they'll smash the Raiders. And free spins again. Gossip also thinking the Storm. Saturday wraps up with a game I'm really looking forward to. Suncourt court stadium. It's the Brisbane Broncos versus the New Zealand Warriors. Broncos.
1: I'm yeah, going to go the, the home side. Yeah, I, mate, I love how New Zealand are playing, but that, that loss would have stung for the Broncos last night. Uh, the Warriors are going to travel. Um, and it's I think, still a short turnaround. Yeah, but I think the, the Warriors also, that's a soft win. I think there's such thing as a, as a soft win. I think there's a soft Either win, Broncos, but you, you can also a, a really tough game. You I mean, can also
2: concede points. do be really lazy. I'm more impressed with the fact they went yeah, on yeah, for definitely. eighty minutes and they played the way they yeah, did. Mate, if
1: this if that game was in New Zealand, I'd be tipping New Zealand. Well, That's I've gone, The only
2: reason I'm going Brisbane is because the home field. Yeah. Well, we've both gone. The Warriors Sunday kicks off Hunter Stadium. Newcastle versus the Titans. I don't think I ever need to say it's the rice for Alex round. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah, good not. Titans are going to cop it. Free spins for the Knights. More three of us. ANZ Stadium on Sunday, the Tigers versus the Dogs. It's a Tigers home game, but it's the Dogs' home ground. Too many injuries, I think, for the Tigers. They're paddling a little bit. And I think the Tigers got out? Well, Simone has been named, supposedly still injured. Pat Richards got named. They said he was going to be out two to three weeks. Noftaloom has hurt his ACL. Tedesco's out. They let that Niavaro leave for the Waratahs, who would be a good backup. Corabidi left. Uh, Gave come back last week. Sue's still got his shoulder, but he's been named. There's too many of those kind of playing, I think. There's too many guys that are kind of half-busted or playing niggled and short in the back line. I'd have to go the Bulldogs.
1: I don't want to. I honestly don't want to. Yeah, I'll, I'll go the Dogs. Just, but it would not surprise me to see the uh, the Tigers
2: win. Yeah, well, I think this is probably the hardest one of the round. The Monday night game at Wynn Jubilee Stadium. is the St. George Illawarra Dragons versus the Manly Sea Eagles. Gossip has gone the upset as he usually does on Monday night. He likes the Dragons, but what about you? I'll go Manly. You going Manly? I don't trust the Dragons yet. If they roll Manly, then they'll come onto my radar. Yeah, well, I kind of looked at it and thought that until Trent Merrin was out. I would have been keen on him, but I just can't do it while Trent Merrin's not there. uh, Gossip?
1: We don't need you, mate.
2: Yeah. Oh, ruthless. There's a couple of free spins on here, but... uh, the Monday night game, we've gone different to him. You've obviously gone the Broncos. Uh, we've gone the Warriors, and Friday you've gone the Sharks. So there's a potential for you to grab a couple back there, mate. Hmm. Not a lot, but one or two points. But they all help. Uh, that concludes us for this week. So if you want to get in contact with us on Twitter, our handle is at Fifth and Last. That's the uh, the letter N, not the word and. If you want to get in contact with us on the email, it's fifth And last and as always on Facebook, just head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. I'll keep harassing you about it, but we're getting right to the end of our tether. Audio Boo is your new destination if you want to listen to the podcast. So if you're still on Podomatic, make the transition. If you haven't resubscribed on iTunes, unsubscribe, type our name back in and resubscribe, and you'll be back on the hookup. Yeah, if, yeah it should be. If you're still on the old feed, you'd have the old logo. If you're on yeah, a new feed, you'd have the new logo, new logo but It's yeah. not really hard. Just unsubscribe, type back in, you'll be with us. But a big thank you, as always, goes to sportingbet.com. There's no better bet than a sporting bet if you're going to bet on the NRL or any sport. And big thanks to Mark Guyer for coming on earlier. You can catch him weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on the Triple M Grill team at 104.9 FM. But for now, guys, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league.
0: Bring it on, give a small, give us more. Where are you going? Where, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it?